line. Five cars nose to tail heading down into turn number one. It's anybody's race. Inside Florida Racing. It's definitely crunch time. Somebody's going to have to make a move. Three laps to go as they cross the start finish line. Going down into turn number one. They start to fan out. Coming off a of two. They're side by side down the back straightaway. Inside Florida Racing. That's it. Coming off a of turn four. White flag in the air. Checkers and wreckers. Anybody's race as they go down to turn number one. They fan out. Two by two. Three wide. Coming off a of turn number two. They get sideways down the back straightaway. Someone breaks loose to the top. Trying to make the run up on the high side. Going to do it the hard way around. Coming around four. There's still two by two. Three cars drop back. It's one car coming oh, out sideways. Yeah. Two's on the inside. Coming to the line. It's anybody's race. Inside Florida Racing. 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 Yep. Hey, wait a minute. What's the name of the show? Inside Florida Racing? Is that what we're doing, Rob? Inside Florida Racing. You got it on the uh, Real Racing Network. Good evening, everyone. I'm Cece Brooks. Real Racing USA. Uh, yes. And then I'm old. Yeah, that was like a big blow to that my was ego like the, Saturday that night. That was like the icing on the cake when the kid came up and Randy had gotten in a... Thought Randy had gotten in a wreck on the track. Or maybe he might have. I don't know. The kid walks up and goes, ask DC flat out, Are you Randy Kyle's mom? She's like, No. No? She's like, he's like, well, I just thought you might want to know he was in a wreck out there on the track. Randy Kyle's mom, how old would you have been when you had that poor child? Were you 15 years old? <laughs> I would have had to been very young, yes. Not old enough. Yeah. What are you talking about? Anyways. What are you talking about? It's conceivable in the old days. Don't let me... Uh, old days? Take a trip up to them <laughs> hills, man. Uh, some of the racetracks... My relatives are, are still doing it that way. Uh, folks, we did take a week off last week because it rained everywhere in Florida that really mattered. You know, uh, well, I won't say that. There, was there anywhere that actually raced last Absolutely. week? Absolutely. Uh, uh, Lake City and uh, Columbia Motorsports Park. Well, that's far enough up that they didn't get hit with the rain. Well, that's, that's good. That's right. Don got to race. Uh, and uh, what are their names up there at the uh, Lake City? Phil and Liz. Phil and Man, Liz. come on. Hey, man. It's tough to remember all that stuff, you know. Yeah, because there's a lot going on. You're getting old too, dude. There's a lot going on. This month has been full of racing, and when we first started talking about, you know, our driver of the month Uh stuff, um, it was easy in January when we talked about it. Yeah, now it's getting harder. In February, in February, it was a little harder, and now, oh man, there's so many people winning out there. I don't know what we're going to do, folks, but we're not going to announce it tonight because, lucky for us, we're still in March tonight. And we're still waiting on some feedback, but I'll tell you, there. Uh, I mean, if you look around this month in Florida racing, there's been some, uh, I mean, Buzzy Rudeman that we had on a few weeks ago, he's he's still out there at his age. You know, Eugene Davidson still can't be beat up at uh, Auburndale. He won again this week. The uh, He's, what, 64 years old or something? How many has Remember he Remember, we had him on our show a few yeah. weeks ago. How many has he won in a row? Oh, I'm, I'm not sure, but he's won a bunch. And then, uh, uh, Who's been calling in that's got the, uh, the other classes, some of these backbone classes out of these, uh, out of these tracks? Are we getting any feedback from any of those, like, like the, the street stock guy that's won you know, four in a row or the, the mini stock guy that's there are won so six many, in there a are, row? There are so many good things out there going on. I mean, I'll tell you. Uh, George George Gorham that we're going to talk to in a, sometime in this April we're going to talk to George 
George is still doing You know, that kid last year won 19 feature events in trucks and other things mm. at many tracks all over the state. Yes, and he was considered in our uh, driver of the year when we were uh, doing our last one. But that's a whole deal, you know. It's uh, it's going to be hard to, to, I mean, it's going to get harder as the year goes on. Man. Yes, happening. and when we come to culminate to a final winner of the driver of the year uh, that's going to win this yeah, no. major award. That somebody... Major award that somebody. I think we're going to announce that major award next week. Yes, the eighth. Yeah. It's it's I heard the eighth. I heard, and our show's on the first. So you, you know what, Rob? You know what, Rob? There's more. I mean, ours on the thirty-first. That means our show's on the seventh. Yeah. Yes. And they're going to announce it on the eighth. No, we're announcing it on the seventh. I just misspoke. The seventh. But when seventh. I was when I was at the track Saturday night. What track? Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Oh, okay. We were both there, by the way. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes, may we I were. say? You may say they were very hospitable. As always, Bobby had a load of people there and had awesome features, um, huge car count. It was a great night um, racing. What I'll kind of car say, count? What kind of car count? They uh, had 20, 21 sportsmen, sportsmen and 21 late models. 22 or 23 late models, I thought. But yeah. 21 and tw- Let's say it was 21 and 21. It's still getting better. And that's mm-hmm. beyond what. Remember when he was so mean that one time and said, "It's not going to get better. Yes, it's going to get worse. Yes, but expect it to better. get worse. Lower car counts. There's no more racing. It's and, coming. It's and coming." One of the names <laughs> that that people kept saying to me for how many cars did they have? Excuse me, just a minute. How many cars? Did they have? T- Twenty-one late models, twenty-one sportsmen's, and uh, I don't know the count in the other class, but they had a bunch of those. Uh, of the mini. Okay, just to put that. Class. Okay, let's see, let's see. He had. I bet he had seventy-five cars there. That's he? that's great. Now I know you guys were both really busy. You didn't have time to read the race reports that come in, but just to give you an idea of some of the stuff that went on around the state, Citrus County got back in action this week. Okay, yeah, they had to turn away three hundred fans because they had no more room to seat them. What a beautiful problem and, to have. And they had just as an example. They had 33 pure stocks. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, that's, uh, you're you not see what com- I'm saying? Yeah, you're not comparing race and neighborhoods, so. But still, things are getting no, better. No, we're not comparing too. nothing. I'm just saying. Yeah, things, things are getting better there. Things I are think, getting better. I think that, oh, man, they're getting worse everywhere, well, man. Gas is more and food's more. I don't know what's going to happen, but you know what? I talked to, I talked to, is I talked to, I talked to five drivers this weekend at Bronson in the pits who are not racing right now uh-huh. because they can't afford to. Because of the fuel costs and yeah, tires. Yeah, and stuff. Well, one of, yeah. just I just wanted to put out there that one of the names that uh, people were approaching me with for a, to want to be considered for a driver of the month is uh, Donnie Ollie Jr. and and I told I've told them that that is a name that has already been brought up and and a driver that we are watching, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens this coming Saturday because he'll be racing in at least two. Uh, races this Saturday. Now, see, listen, Donnie. Jeff Firestein's won three races. Yeah. If you're listening out there, Donnie, what you got to do is you got to win that double feature with mm-hmm. the Mount Law Street Stocks, and then you got to win, you know, try to win at least two. The way things are going, you're going to have to win at least four races in a month. So that means... You not know, only that, you know what? See, we, we talked about this. Not only that, Rob, it's not just about winning. You said this is about winning, and that's yeah. the driver's perspective. And I told every, the guys, all the other people, I told what you said, and, and we all compared notes on everything as right. best we could. It is more about winning. It's more than just about winning. It's also about letting people know. Yeah. You know, I said to Carol Wicks last week, I said, why is it that you have to spend two to three hours um, in the afternoon lining up this show? Your phone should be ringing off the hook 
with race car drivers trying to get in on this show. I agree. I don't think that the majority of drivers understand the value that we could give them if they were to call us, email one of us. You can get a hold of me. Um, you could call me down at Kicks Country, email me there. I don't care because when you get on this show with us, you can promote your sponsors. Don't you think your sponsors are going to love that, that you're up there on the radio and you're talking them up? Also, you're getting your facts, your stats out there that can maybe get you sponsors. It's a good way to self-promote. Promote yourself. yourself. Okay, and it's listen. it's not going to cost you a dime. Listen, I want all 25 of you folks out there that are listening to us to I'm turn sorry, it up 26. loud. Okay, I want you to turn it up loud and understand what we're telling you. You need to start getting these names down in there. We are only here, us sitting here, we are three people that go to some kind of race every week. Sometimes it's out of our town. Jack, he covers covers the state going to races. And then he talks to all the promoters, all the uh, announcers, and all these guys that have to watch every lap of every race. Um, We expect to hear from the – we do hear from the announcers. We do hear from the promoters. Track owners, uh, I don't even think they watch the races, to be honest with you. The track owners, and that's nothing bad. No, they're busy running a business. Yeah, and I I can respect that. Um, So it's not up to them, but uh, people that actually run their track or that are in that uh, uh, press tower to watch every lap of every race, uh, we want to hear from them. Uh, Linda, she's an example over there. She should be getting in touch with us every week and saying, this driver did this and that. And they do. They should be fighting for space on this. this. She does definitely make phone calls and and, – is very uh, that's what I like is the open ear and and the other tracks. Now are you t- are you talking way. about Robert? You talking about for consideration for the monthly? No, just to promote yourself. Yeah, get on the shows, promote yourself, talk yeah. about your racing deal because you got to promote yourself. Yeah, you ju- yeah. I mean, it's but, just. But that's, I am talking about that. I'm talking about drivers wanting to should should want to get a hold of us either by coming up to us at the track or emailing us or calling us. To be on the show. To why don't they ever ask us? A, you know, one of them drivers okay, ever comes up and says, and says, hey, this is my reason I want to come on your show oh, they do. to promote myself. But not but often. But not you know, often. Why, not you know why me. I think a lot of them don't? A lot I don't of, talk to very many. A lot of men, I'm just going to say, a lot of men aren't comfortable with public speaking. Oh, my. And, and what, what show for this crap is this? Oh, no, she's... Listen, they don't, you, stand, they don't feel you stand the majority of people out there and stick a microphone in their hand like Jason does. When he comes down, they there shake in their boots. Yes, they do. Listen, yeah. people laugh and scoff at Jason. Look, that ain't no easy job. Put a microphone in your hand and then turn around and then talk to people and then carry on the show. That is a job that is for professionals. And, and, and <laughs> It's not a hobby just, called they, professional. What they just have to understand, and it's, it's not like when they come on the show, it's not like what... I do for a living no. on Kicks Country, where you're no. talking about hundreds of thousands uh-huh. of people listening to you. It's we have a, thousands. It's a, we have thousands. It's a smaller. But you're talking on to. a telephone. It's no different. You're it's talking to like, us. Yeah. It's like people are eavesdropping on our conversation. Exactly. There's That's nothing all. to worry about, and and um, so they need to take advantage of us. The more drivers promote themselves, not just with us, but you know, guys need to get together, like. Like, promote yourself at the track, okay? Mm-hmm. The drivers, the more drivers promote themselves, the more they're promoting the sport in general, which yep. makes it easier for the tracks to be able to stay open, pay them purses, and so forth. And I mean, so what we're saying is we're, thing to be on our show. we're looking for not only the winner, but we're looking for the show. Okay? That's right. That's right. We're looking for the show because 
it's one thing to be a winner and then to just blend in. I don't want the winners that blend in. I want the standouts. And Donnie Ollie, like you said, I believe he is a standout mm-hmm. at that racetrack. And there are standouts at other racetracks, just like at Citrus. They have standouts there, and I want to know who the standout is at Citrus. By All you guys got to do is start spouting it on the message board, calling us, writing to Jack, writing to CC. You can write to any of us. Just get on there and look. If you're listening to us right now, you know how to find our Inside Florida Racing page. And uh, we want to know, we want to know, really, we do want your input. Okay? Remember, remember. Don't get mad if when you, when you tell us who you think should win and they don't win, don't get mad because there's 12 months in this year. And, and, Rob, this all comes to a point here. This is the point of this whole thing. Okay, yeah, the winner of each month doesn't win, you know. I mean, it's it's a cool thing. It's a really, really nice plaque. I mean, mm-hmm. we've all seen they're very, very nice and something you'd be proud to put, you know, hang Listen, it. Listen, as drivers, we don't win much nice anyways. Exactly, exactly. You know? It's very nice. But <laughs> they give there's you a money. prestige. If they but give I'll tell you, you what, any money, they expect that that's it. But there's a lot of hype. And a lot of BS in promotion, okay, in motorsports. All the drivers know that. They've all heard it, okay? When we tell you that next Monday night, when we announce the award that is going to be presented to the Florida Inside, the Pandora Jewelers Driver of the Year, you are going to get excited. Trust me. There is no doubt. It's there nice. is no BS here. This is the real deal. And we're going to have a party when we give it away. This this is probably the biggest award that most race car drivers in Florida could ever win racing in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah. And, uh, Would you agree, Rob? You're, yeah, you're a race car driver. I, I agree, and I, am, I have ousted myself out of it. I cannot win it. Um, I know that I've had so many votes. <laughs> I've had so many votes and people calling in here wanting to give it to me, but I'm... I'm going to denounce my uh, uh, way of winning that. And uh, by the way, hopefully I'll be able to race again. You know, it's, that'd uh, be nice. I'd like did, to see you I back out on the track. Jack, Jack at Jam uh, Jam uh, Racing there, a machine shop, and uh, things are coming together. I need some sponsors <laughs> tonight. 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 Yeah, I need some sponsors tonight. Tonight, you might get some. Tonight, Justin Reynolds, sportsman driver from Orlando Speed World, right? You guys know what happened at Ocala Friday night, right? Well, I I, I hear that Kevin Mike, Kevin Durden right. and Patrick Williams started in the back of Mike uh, Peters, the the dirty guy from up there at Ocala. He started in the back of his thousand to win hobby stock race. Okay, thousand mm-hmm. to win hobby stock. Them two guys started at the back, twenty three and twenty four, car field, and Durden won it. Really. Yeah, Williams, I believe, was second. We're having them both on tonight. I, I don't know that those guys are strangers to dirt, though. No, it's almost, but but they were racing in hobby stocks, and they came from the back. Scott said it was so, I mean, it was like he probably lost his mind the way he was describing it to me. I bet he sounded like a drunk announcer up there the whole time. Yeah, and then also from Ocala. I love you, Scott. Yeah. Mike yes, we do. Bresnahan. Yeah. Wee little Bresnahan. Went to dirt. Yeah, he's. He won. I'm sure. He won. With, with late model? Yeah. I believe it. He won. I believe cool. it. We're going to ask him how he did it. He's going to spout it out. Wayne He's Morris. Here and rub it in. Wayne Morris. I mean, we're trying to find young guys, man, but all these old guys just keep popping up this week. Listen, well, the young guys were right there on uh, Wayne's say, heels. Ross, Ch- Ross Chastain 
was right there, you know, following close behind Wayne. Are we going to talk about that race? When are we talking about Later that on. race? Later on. When we get well, him? Wayne, Wayne on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're going to talk to Ken Kenny. Yeah. Oh, good. Ken's got the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series coming to East Bay Raceway Park. Yeah. This Saturday night? He's going to have a full field. Remember, there's been 66 drivers raced so far between the two races, 54 in one, 42 in the other, Kane. He's expecting maybe like them, that kind of numbers, like Ocala numbers, maybe. Mm. There's going to be a lot of cars there. East Bay should be a great race, huh? It is, and I don't believe I'm going to be able to go. Yeah, That's a I shame. Don't, I'm not going to be able to make well, it either. Well, you know, I haven't made my announcement yet. I've got something coming up in April I, myself. I, and, yeah. uh, and you know, Real Race in USA is uh, along, well, along with TV Showcaster, that race up at East Bay is going to be broadcast television-like-wise. Who's, do, who's doing on the, the internet? Who's the, doing the vocal on that? I don't know yet. Those guys are sorting all that out. I don't know. My phone hasn't rang. No, yours hasn't. No, they don't. I don't drink enough. Don Narone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He didn't even get it. <laughs> Don Narone. Is he going to be on the show tonight? If he answers his phone. Okay. <laughs> I talked to him last week. He I said see he's, he's putting a dirt track in the middle of his place. Yeah. He's not messing around. Yeah. That's for go-karts, but that's still good, man. That's that's using his racetrack, go-karts and uh, uh, motorcycles and stuff. So, uh, hey, man, I'd like to hear racing going on three nights out of the week. And he's the first one that said there's no way that a racetrack can do anything else. Well, no, actually he said to race cars on any other night. So if he actually starts racing cars on another night, then he will have, what is that called when you do something that you talk about and say that you wouldn't? Renig? Yeah, if he races cars on any night but a Saturday night, I think he said that a guy. I, I'm not even going to say it. I'll tell you what. It, anyway, we, what we've said basically here is there is was racing all over the state. Mm -hmm. You guys were, you know, Charlotte was. They had the, the Wayne Morris show and all ASA, kinds of ASA. ASA. The ASA, ASA. Of that race was probably what well, wasn't probably. I doubt very. Nobody's going to disagree up there has seen that race. That was the best ASA South Division race yet. It beat anything that happened last year. Now, it was. Are we talking about that right this second? You can if you want. How to. many cars showed up? They to had that? they had nineteen cars, now, which was way under what was last year was thirty something. Wow! It was way under. But you know, the funny part of it all is for the series guys and for those people that are paying attention to that, that was probably not as good. That wasn't good for them, like what they wanted. But that's enough. Like a couple of the. Veterans pointed out to me, not right, guys in the race, but other people were talking. That is enough. Jay Middleton, for instance, he said, that's how many cars should start there anyway. He yeah. was there. We, we talked to him. And I was going to say that. that, that the that, racetrack, 19 cars on that racetrack looks like, you know, 25 cars at, at Charlotte. You and, know? And, 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 you know, racing is about, like, winning and being competitive, right, and, and providing entertainment. And if you have the biggest names in racing out on the track and the show is not all that exciting, so what? Mm -hmm. You know, unless you're there to get their autographs, so what? And you went? Yeah. And let me tell you, it was just absolutely off the chart. And I interviewed all these guys after the race, you know, that were involved. And not a one of them could tell me what actually happened because none of them could really sort it out. They were just driving their asses off trying to get around that track and then final laps without wrecking, you know. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, 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 Cope, Travis Cope, mm -hmm. Travis had a, was doing really good. He got kind of a bad break. Um, 
Justin Larson. I mean, these guys, uh, Blake Lear led the first 80 laps. He got the pole. Uh, funny story. You know, uh, do, do you know who Jessica, you know Jessica Murphy? She's uh, She was been driving trucks, and now she's driving late models. She's very good. Name. She's very good. She's like up there running with the boys in the in the Goodyear Challenge. She's 17 years old. It's Mike Murphy's daughter. She uh, took uh, Jimmy Lang from South Carolina. He came over because she set the track record. She set the track record last year in the trucks at Bronson. So Jimmy Lang came over to her. He knew that. He came over to her, and before qualifying, he walked the track with her, and she showed him the exact line that she ran in the trucks to set the fast time. So Jimmy Lang got in his car, went out and set the track record in late models at Bronson. It was fast time. He started six, and he actually ended up winning. What about her? Oh, she didn't race. No, she was just there. I got it. Yeah, she was just there. So uh, we're going to kid him about that on the ASA late model show on Wednesday night. Because he had to have a girl to help but him But Blake win. Lear, starting on the <laughs> pole in a Fountain Motorsports car, brand-new car, he with Dick Anderson and his crew chief, uh, he was able to hold off all those guys. I mean, they were all took turns beating on him. Justin Larson, uh, uh, Jimmy Lang. Um, Are they all kids that race in ASA pretty much? Uh, well, you know, Rob Pardolo started at the rear. He lost it. He Danny, they, they didn't hit qualifying right, right, and he ended up starting way in the back. Uh, Jeremy Gerstner managed finished third. Now, he's raced on that yeah. track many times, Jeremy has, with yeah. other cars. Yeah, he, he raced there. He did great. One thing I was going to tell you is the fans at Bronson must have been excited because they've started back racing there, but not with late models. So that's the first time late models have been back yeah. there in a oh, while. Oh, it was, it, was, it was a blowout place. I mean, the, uh, people were going crazy. Not I mean. much going on in Levy County, folks. No. But when the race is going on at Bronson, it's big. It's the eighth largest county in Florida, and there's not a lot of people that live there. No, there's not. It's pretty spread out. A lot of deer out there. More deer but than it people. But was, it was very exciting. As a matter of fact, we have some clips throughout the show tonight that we're going to play with uh, from Blake Lear, uh, Jimmy Lang, and uh, Justin Who won Larson. the race? Jimmy Lang. Jimmy Lang. His first race, and it was a very emotional thing for him as well. And we're not was... talking to him tonight because they have an actual show, folks, for those of you who don't know. ASA has a show on Wednesday nights. You can tune in, and I'm sure they will be talking with many of the drivers. Is that correct, Jack? Yeah, we're going to talk to several of those. As a matter of fact, I think Jimmy Lang is probably going to be on our show tomorrow night, uh, Real Racing USA Live. Is that another show that you produce? Yeah, that's tomorrow night. Oh, Rick Andrews. Have you heard of the show? The, <laughs> by the way, Scott McAllister, Thursday, will yeah. opens his uh, Southeast Dirt show. Yes. Oh. Real Racing USA, Thurs- and Thursday night. on Friday night. On Friday night is uh, Full Throttle uh, Fridays at, uh, with uh, Scott uh, Lombard and uh, the gang at Charlotte County. Now, I saw him on Saturday night, and I asked him about his show, and he sounded like Daryl Waltrip did the other day. Wasn't it? Wolfman Jack, he lost his voice. <laughs> I told him, I said, that would have been the perfect voice to start the show. It would have got you some good listeners. We tried. He couldn't do it. He, he, we tried. It was like it was painful or something. Well, we'll take a break. Sometimes radio is. Hey, Rob, maybe some Friday night we should go down and crash the show. You have some announcements. What kind of announcements? Oh, go ahead. Make your big announcement. Oh, no. Well, yeah. um, uh, Being the bonehead that I am, I do everything backwards. Um, As you know, (laughs) I have a a little over a five-month-old son and going to be getting married. I didn't get married first, but uh, I'm going to be getting married. Yay. Um, to my beautiful soon-to-be wife, Brittany. 
and uh, that will be on April 19th. And no, you folks listening are not invited. If you didn't get your invite, you're not invited. Um, but I'm excited. Um, not really doing a whole lot. You know, we're going to get married and go to Disney World. That's cool. And uh, But I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. Uh, getting ready for that has been an experience. And... Uh, same token, I'm trying to get ready to race, too. I'm supposed to have a race on the 12th before it. You're busy, uh, busy, work busy. right before then. Ah, I know. But I want to get a pilot's license. That's what I want to I, do. I think you're going to have to put that off for a while. No, actually, that's what I want to do. I, wanna, I think, I'm really thinking of career change, man. Career change. Yeah, man, I'm really thinking of Let's talk to a race okay, car driver. Okay, you become a pilot, I'll become a flight attendant. We'll talk to a race car driver. Let's talk to a race car driver. Get this thing cooking here. Yeah. Hey, we have, ahead, we, on, race on, on the line with us, we, we have uh, from uh, Orlando Speed World Sportsman Ranks, uh, Justin Reynolds. Welcome to Inside Florida Racing, Justin. What's going on, guys? What's hey, up, Justin? Justin? Hi. What's up, with, what's up with your racing these days? Oh, uh, just racing Orlando, trying to do something, you know, have fun. Have fun? You been winning anything? Yeah, we uh, last year we won the uh, Homer Gordon 50 lapper. And uh, this year, a very first race of the season. You you won you won last week too, didn't you? Yeah. Well, this past weekend. Yeah. No, I, we didn't win this past week. I won the week before. Oh, okay. We won the uh, week before that. That was the opening night. Uh, no, this past weekend we had a little problem. <laughs> we had some new guys come in and didn't know how to drive. Uh oh! Did somebody take you out? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Some, some uh, new guy that hadn't uh, raced with us before, just, I don't know, inexperienced or what. He just uh, put us in the wall, so. How bad's yeah. the car? Um, It tore everything up on the front end. So, oh, it's never good in the front. No, we uh, I actually just put some uh, bars in the front end and stuff to keep the frame from bending. <laughs> and uh, it helps, I'll tell you that. What? Uh, tell the folks what class you're running. I uh, run the Sportsman's over at Orlando. Uh, I've ran the Southern Sportsman Series a few times and stuff. We might be running that here next weekend. They got a 50 lapper. We're thinking about doing that. So, tell the folks what kind of car that actually is. You know, we know what it is, um, but it's a it's a Camaro, supposed to be. It's a Camaro clip. It's an old style late model, is what it is. The Camaro front clip, tube tube chassis. Lee Springs in the rear. Um, the old uh, late model from probably early 90s, mid-90s. Yeah. Well, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's fun. We uh, try to go every weekend as much as we can. We ended up third in points last season, rookie of the year. So we we're trying to go for the points this year see what we can do. Now, uh, we're looking for some winners, though, uh, that can win some races every month. We've got this uh, contest going, the driver of the month. You got anybody to nominate in it? Who should you throw in there? Who's Who should be the driver of the month this month? Oh, man. Yeah, that's what we say. We got a list to pick from? No. It's, 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 no? Yeah, well, you, we do. We're forming a list. That we that form. We, <laughs> that we want, we want other people's um, opinions and their input. So Yeah. Like what track? You race at Orlando, like, regularly, yeah. right? Yeah, Orlando is my home track because I live in Merritt Island, and so it takes me about 20, 25 minutes to get there. 
So do you see somebody out there, you know, on the track that is very consistent and, you know, finishing in the top three? Um, in my class? No, who stands out in your mind? When you think Orlando class, other Speedway, classes? who who wins? Who wins every night out there in one of those classes? Doesn't have to be your class, but in any class out there, who wins every night? Um, I'd have to say, let's see. I work for Jared and Petey Allison. Right. And uh, Petey's been really good last year. He won uh, quite a few races. Jared Jared's really good. He's the season off good this year. How about this uh, month? Yeah, he he won uh, the first super late model race there was over there. Okay. And won the last two mini stock races over there also. There you go. How, how many did you win? How many races did you win last year, Justin? We won one. Okay. And you've yeah, we, we were top three almost every week. I raced. We didn't get a full season in last year. We had um, we actually had a car get wrecked also, and it like I said, I was telling y'all earlier, we put these uh, extra support bars in the front clip to keep it from bending. Uh, my other car, we didn't have these bars in there, and it yeah. So I missed about six races last year. Well, well, Justin, how long have you been racing? Um, we've been. I started in late of 2001, the late later end of the year. Mm-hmm. Started off in uh, the strictly stock, which is like a beginner's class, and uh, just been moving up from there. Now you sound like a young man. How old are you? Um, 20. 20 years old. <laughs> what? Cece. What, you guys are, why are you looking at me like I that? I didn't even look. Sorry, I didn't sorry, look. I didn't sorry for the interruption, Justin. we we got to keep just, uh, keep, keep uh, Cece in line here, man. Justin, you're 20. We ask ages all the time. You're, you're 20 years old, and, and you've been racing for how long? Uh, since 01. Seven well, years. I, 02 is when I very first started my very first, like, full season of 2002. So, what would you say to uh, we got folks listening out there that have aspirations of racing, and uh, what would you uh, suggest that these uh, folks do to start racing? Maybe if they're in the Orlando area or whatever area they're in, if they want to start racing a car, what would you suggest them to do? Uh, I would suggest coming out and watching and seeing kind of like a bike. If you want to start, the Strictly Stocks is uh, a very good class to start out in. You can take a car off the street and. Bust the windows up and then take the lights out and stuff like that and race it. And uh, the super stock class was as a street stock, pretty much. You can do a little bit more to them, to the motors and chassis and everything. That's a really, I like that class also. But uh, that would be the first two classes I would try out. Yeah, and uh, you suggested that because yourself, you uh, ran that. How long did you run that kind of car um, prior to getting in what you're racing now? I ran the Strictly Stock class for about six months before I had to move up. I had too many wins. <laughs> when I first started, we were winning almost every single week at Orlando. We um, we won a few times at New Smyrna. Uh, we we also ran Bronson, Ocala, and Citrus also. Um, it was a, just a fun class to go around, you know. Well, it got you experience at a lot of other racetracks. Um, do you think you're going to continue to cover the state of Florida and maybe elsewhere in your racing? Or are you going to pretty? I know how things are right now is keeping you at home, but maybe future yeah, exactly. aspirations. Yeah, I would. I love going to other tracks every weekend. We really, we really liked that before. Like you said, the economy kind of so hard on gas prices now and everything else. It's just uh, kind of keeping us at one track for now. We go to. Well, we also race in New Smyrna. Because it's only about 
40, 45 minutes from us. You know what's going on? You know what's going on, Jack? I just thought about something. What's that? The gas, high gas prices are helping the local racetracks. It's absolutely is because the guys can't That's travel right. as much. Mm-hmm. They That's can't right. travel, absolutely. so it's helping the local racetracks. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, now Justin. You? Go ahead. Okay, Justin. <laughs> hey, when we come we up just, with the, these things, Justin, it's we like, get excited. Yeah. Man. We just came up with the answer. Now, what are your plans for you know moving up through the for, through the classes? Is there another class you want to eventually move up to? I would love. We ran a open wheel modified for almost a year. Um, I drove it actually for somebody, and we. I mean, he gave us the car pretty much and the motor and stuff, and we had to pay for everything else. We drove it for a while, but the modified they they got out of hand. Also, you know, unless mm-hmm. we can, if we could find somebody to help us out, we would be really interested in doing something else. Did you go to New Smyrna Saturday night? Uh, this past Saturday, no, we did not. Okay. I was going to say, they had, they had a modified race, so I was wondering if you saw that modified race. Yeah. No, no, I didn't go up. We were going to go up and watch, but um, we were kind of upset about the car getting tore up on Friday night as bad as it did. And uh, we were really lucky that Orlando, they, where you pull on and off to the track, yeah, there was a pit divider wall. That's right. They took and concreted one side in. And uh, I'm really thankful they did that because I hit right where the divider used to be at. Oh, my. Yeah, and they, they had, um, I know they've had a few guys killed there before. Oh, it's a, that's a, that was a vicious thing. You're absolutely right. That is a good yeah, thing that they did that. At Orlando, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Orlando. It, was, um, it makes it a little harder to get on and off the track now, but after just seeing what happened to me when I was heading right for it, I was, I'm really thankful they did that. Yeah, you know, Orlando, you really move out when you're at that racetrack, man. You're moving. Yeah, yeah, we do pretty good in the the sportsman class. We do mid fourteen. I would say it's do one you of the sh- fast or short tracks. Do, do you use your brakes, uh, Justin? Uh, um, sometimes. Yeah. It's yeah. We don't. Oh, we, we got the car going pretty good. We don't use too much brake. All oval track cars, you only trail a brake getting in. I mean, you. you if, yeah. If if you if you're using the brake, I mean, when you see a late model and you see the orange glowing brakes, that's because he's getting in, and he's trailing the brake. He's not on the brake as yeah. hard as you think. That's why it's glowing like that. Okay. Yeah. You called they, it they trail brake. Trailing the brake. You, you you get past the flag stand. You back out of the gas, and you just you you, you, you use enough brake to keep you at the bottom of the racetrack. That's okay. that's what you do. And if you hit it too hard, then your front brakes are going to push you up the racetrack. And you should be back on the gas before you get to the center of the corner is the trick. Yeah. In a perfect that's world. What you want. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 got our car going pretty good this past year. Uh, last year we did really good. We were top three almost every single week. And uh, besides the weeks I wasn't there, but uh, we we really had fun last year. We got this new car, so it's been it's been really good to us. That's we, cool. Uh, I think last weekend, the weekend we got wrecked, we would have had a contender for the win. I ended up second in the heat race, and uh, we, I think we would have been up there. We just uh, had some inexperienced guys show up, and uh, they drew a better pill. Well, since I won the week before, I had to start last. So that really that put me behind all the slow guys, <laughs> as I'd say. So, so now you're ready to start up front. Yeah, I'm ready to go this week. <laughs> okay, Justin, listen. It was great talking to you. We got to go. I want to ask you something. Hey, y'all calling and everything. Let me ask this you something. really cool. 
You got a real racing USA sticker on your race car? No, I don't have any stickers. Wait, you go you go over to Jane's. You know Jane Smith. Oh, yeah, we know her really good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what y'all got down in Merritt Island, but I think everybody in Maryland Island either races or writes about it. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, you go to see Jane Smith, and you get, a, okay. you get a couple of Real Race in USA stickers from you, and she'll have them. All right. I mean, Good from thing. her. Get, and yeah, and, and listen, on your race car. if during this year, if you cap three races during the month, I expect yeah. that you call somebody here and you tell us, I capped three races this month if you guys ain't figured it out yet. <laughs> All right. I will we'll do that. Okay. All right. Thank you. Appreciate Justin. it. Take it easy. Okay, Justin Reynolds, there you go. Uh, you know, folks, listen, get your sticker on your race car, okay? And win some races, make a show out of it, and then call us and tell us about it. That's what I'm asking you to do. Everyone out there. And that's if you're racing. looking if you're looking for a bumper sticker and if you're out at a track and you see somebody wearing a blue polo shirt and it says inside florida racing just walk right up to us and ask for it we'll give it to you um no listen uh write the show go ask the announcer and demand that he gets you one and i know there's folks listening from other racetracks and there'll be folks that'll be downloading this all throughout the week and when you listen to this you hear this if you want your own real racing usa sticker okay contact jack don't contact me. <laughs> contact me. They contact Well, no, Cesar. well uh, we got to get them to other tracks, too, so uh, we need to think about that. Call Carol get... Wicks. You all have her number. There you go. <laughs> Call Carol Wicks. Listen, voice it on the message board that you need a Real Race in USA sticker because I'm going to tell you, I'm not voting for you for the driver of the year. Rob. For the driver of the month, unless you got one of them stickers on your car. Rob, we are going to go to break, and as we go to break, we're going to – this is an interview. Uh, actually – we talked to Justin Larson at the conclusion. He had a uh, his car actually broke with just before the green white checker that ended that mess up there. It wasn't a mess. It was a it was a good mess. It was an exciting mess. But uh, uh, needless to say, you called it a mess. I call it was a mess. It was. It was. But it was good. It was a good mess. Good mess. But anyway, we're going to talk to Justin here, and then uh, we'll be back mess. in a few minutes. Nothing like a good mess. Exciting race. Give me a good mess of that. Um, how did you see that whole deal? That was really exciting for us. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good race. Uh, the Skinner Nurse Chevrolet was real fast all weekend. And, you know, I mean, I couldn't do it without these guys. But, you know, it's a tough racetrack. It's real tight quarters. Um, and it's just one of those things you got to keep your nose clean. And, I mean, I tried as much as I could. I don't know how much farther inside somebody you got to be till you know, they give you a little bit of racing room. Um, so, I mean, whatever, you know, goes around, comes around kind of thing. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of have to leave what you do at the track, but uh, you always have it in the back of your head. Uh, we had a real good race track and uh, a race car on the track, and I, mean, I don't really know what else to say. It was it, The car was flawless. Yeah, now earlier in the race, uh, you uh, got sent to the rear over one of the, you were one of the, a dozen of pretty fast cars that got sent to the rear, and uh, then you worked your way back up. In those closing laps there with the, the with the 75 and the, and the 86 going at it, when you went down there into turn one, take us through that. What was going on there? Well, you know, this inversion deal, they, they get a couple slower cars in front of you, and that's part of it, but you got to pass them, and, and I kept working on them, and, and it was Blake Lear, and I was working and working. I was real good up off, and I got down under him on the, on the back straightaway, and just, you know, I seen all kinds of daylight, and I stuck it there, and I got on the brakes pretty hard, and he come down, come across my nose, and, you know, we, he, he went around, and 
I kept it pretty straight, but, you know, that's racing. It's a short track, and they put me to the rear, and I don't think so. I mean, I think I should have kept my spot, but, you know, it's kind of racing. Did you, did you think that uh, you had a shot to win this when the 75 and the 86 were banging there? Yeah, I did, but, you know, then I also had something in the back of my head. I was going on the straightaway on um, one of the last restarts. I gassed it up, and it really didn't go nowhere. It started walking sideways. And uh, I come over the radio and told him I thought I had a flat tire or something was going wrong. And uh, I gassed it up again and it went. So I kind of, you know, in the back of my head, I, I had something that was messing with my mind. And uh, at that point, the axle was coming out and there was nothing I could do. But, yeah, it was it was a good run for us there at the end. Yeah, so you had to leave the track like a, before the green-white checker deal because your axle was broken or something right there? Yeah, the, the cap come off of the left rear and the axle was going in and out. So, yeah, I had to pull off uh, the was not finishing. All right, now, so we'll see you at the next ASA Southern Division race ready to go, huh? Yeah, we'll be there, get the car fixed up and ready to go. This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. All right. All right, Ooh, wow. we're back. Let me turn my headphones down. That was down. a nice interview there that you uh, that we just ran. And on you the didn't phone, even listen to it. On the phone, I believe we have Wayne Morris. What's up, Wayne? Oh, not much. How how y'all doing tonight? Doing really well. So uh, have you come down from your victory high yet? He's been spending oh. all that money. No, no. We we're actually we're in we're in the shop working right now, just trying to trying to figure out how to go get the next one. Well, that was a you you did great Saturday night. That was uh, two great races that you took first in. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, we had a real good car. I mean, I mean, there's no doubt you can't do it without the equipment and stuff. And the uh, car was working awesome. And uh, probably one of the best uh, pieces I've had down down there. And, uh, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, to going back. There's no doubt, son. Let me tell you, that car was hooked up, man. It was running good, man. You showed that there is an outside groove that can be run there at Bobby's Racetrack. Um, I was impressed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, I mean, I'd like to see a few more of the limited guys make it back down there, uh, get Franklin back down there, Johnny Kay, and some of them guys there, too. I mean, I'd definitely like to uh, just take the competition level up just a little bit and, you know, and, and, and go down there and have some fun and, you know, race once a month. I mean, it's a pretty good deal he's got going on. I mean, between there and Arbondale, I mean, I kind of like doing both of those guys, racing for both of them and, you know, running both places. The setup's real close and similar, and it gives me time to uh, to do what I need to do, running a sportsman car some, too, and actually dealing with my son i mean he's running street stock at arbondale and stuff too so it helps me out time frame wise just run a couple times a month as far as the late model goes now you said something about mike franklin coming there and racing with you and johnny k and those guys believe it or not saying that it's not fair to come race with you i understand that but i don't know i mean i that's the story i got this week wayne i got that story this week i couldn't believe it when i heard that 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 of all people that are complaining, the progressive guys, the spec motor guys are now complaining about the crate motors. And I don't want to get into talking about motors and stuff, you know, because we do that sure. so much, you know, and it's not really understandable too much to our crowd that is listening. But, um, I, you well, know, I, I, I didn't attribute your win the other night to that, even though you did come through the field well. And uh, Kevin, you, he, there's, I mean, I know you and Kevin have similar cars, and, he couldn't get his car to handle like yours was, and really I think that's what it came down to is you figured out how to get your car to handle on the outside. Oh, there's no doubt about it. The car's working awesome. And, uh, I mean, I had it working good on the outside the other night and was, you know, I wouldn't say aggressive, but uh, 
try to get to the front as quick as I could the other night, too, you know, just, I mean, that seems to be working out a little better for me than sitting back there riding, and then you yeah. get 60, 70 laps in the race, and the tire wear is not as good as it was at the beginning of the race, you know, and, you know, just get after it and get on up there as quick as you can without trying to have no controversy or no issues with anybody, and, you know, Kevin had a real good piece. He just got caught up in that one deal with a 36 car or whatever happened there, and just, uh, he ended up getting sent to the rear, and it kind of put his night backwards from there, but, I mean, we're all on pretty equal playing field i feel like i mean i know for a fact mike franklin when i o2 with his lemon car a 1502 uh it's been several months ago but i was there with pretty much the same car i got right now run a team that day you know what i'm saying so um, i mean how, how many races in a row did franklin win starting in the back and going to the front taking the bonus money home and everything else i mean right it's not like it's the first race i've, I've won at Ponte Gorda. i mean if you had a kid racing there i guess wearing everybody out week in and week out that had never raced there or something like that you might say it's unfair advantage but uh i've raced will to will with franklin in a limited car and will to will with them time and time again they're at that racetrack and johnny k and you know they've beat me their times and i've beat them their times you know so just for them to sit there and say you know because i want to race that it's unfair i think we've won three races total down there the rest of the races have been won by limited cars yeah i i'm I think that they should come and, and, and they should race at, you know, come one, come all, bring them all. I mean, at, at Bobby's particular track, uh, they should be there with those cars at the uh, uh, super races because when it comes down to race speed, I mean, you're running pretty much, you know, consistent 20s the other night, you know. <laughs> I mean, you're really running good, man. The car was running good. So I, yes, yes. And, and I, I see the difference in cars that handle and ones that don't and, um, how many RPMs are you are you hitting your chip at? I was hitting the chip the other night at sixty five hundred. I was hitting it at sixty five hundred the other night. So. Now let me ask you what what did uh, what did Bobby uh, mandate when those cars first came that they're supposed to run a chip at? What's it supposed to be at? I don't think he's man, man, mandated the chip rule. I know ASA deals at sixty three hundred, and you know, and I've hit mine at sixty three hundred and picked it up just a tick, and and I hadn't seen a whole lot of difference. And right. The motor seems to pull the best about sixty five. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think it's a huge difference one way or the other. I mean, whichever way you go. But, uh, I mean, it's, uh, hadn't really man- mandated the chip deal and, and things of that nature to, to make it mandatory. You just can't really turn these motors. They don't pull up at the higher RPMs where I think these progressive spec motors, these guys are turning them 77, 7,800 at times. And they need to put a chip in them, too. And that's something that Steve from Progressive was talking about the other day that he would. And what I'm trying to get at is I hope that eventually they could do something to get everybody that, you know, would, would, would it would make it even. So guys like Mike and Johnny K aren't saying that. And I heard one from another Progressive, one of the drivers that was there the other day that said that he felt like it was a little one sided out there. And I, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the Come on, is. Rob. Truthfully, if it wasn't that, it'd be something else. No, when, I, that's like I said. I, I think his car handled well the other night was the reason why he was where he was at. Well, and I, and I think Wayne was right. You had to get to the front of, of the pack Saturday night simply to avoid a lot of the, <laughs> the wrecks and confusion that was happening in the, the, the back of the pack. But, Wayne, so when you're not racing down at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, you race up at Auburndale, correct? Yes. Most of the time we run the sportsman car at Auburndale, and we run the late model there. Up also when they have a show there. And so, how's it been up there so far this year for you? Been pretty good. We only had one race this year, and and I actually had an issue, which I pretty well blame myself for. I mean, I had a left front shock to come off, and uh, we was pretty fast in practice. Actually, about the fastest thing there in practice on old tires. 
and had a left front shot come off, and everything went backwards from that point forward for the rest of the night. I think we ended up eighth or ninth that night. We had a really, really bad run the way the car was. But uh, it's, uh, I mean, we usually run pretty well there, and Kevin runs real well there. And, I mean, Web- Webster's, I think, has come there and won like three of them. You know, we run with the late models there, which I think, and you can run with them down at, uh, you know, at Ponte Gorda also. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what's deceiving to me and stuff. I'm, 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 I mean, you go down and run with a super, and Lemon's going to run with supers, and then these guys want to sit there and say, well, it's not fair. You know what I'm saying? And it's not Don't, don't even worry about it, Wayne. Just keep showing up. Just keep showing up and, and just keep, keep taking the wins. and doing what you're doing, yeah. Because it, it'd be different if you were winning every race that you went to or, or you know, I don't even worry about it. It doesn't matter. None of those oh, racetracks, yeah, totally, they're so small. Totally those tracks are all so small that bring it. Run with right. your brum. Right. It's all about handling and get the car working good and keep it working good all night. And that's who's yes, I believe. the time. And I believe you got the handle on that car. You know, you've been coming. How many times have you have you been trying to win the race down here? Uh, I won one in the last season. I think I won two last year there. And this was our third trip down there this year, which we run the big race, the um, the Bobby Hatton beginning of the season. And then the last race down there, I was pretty fast, was leading the deal, and had a flat tire. Right. I had to come in and go to the rear and come back through the field there a little bit. And me and Randy got together. <laughs> Is that how? Is that how, is that what it was? Y'all got together? Yeah, yeah, yeah we ended up together <laughs> a little bit. Ever how you want to word it? But uh, I mean, I was trying to pass him on the outside, and, you know, and I guess he was trying to hold his position and run as hard as hard as he could. I reckon, and just uh, we had our issues. But uh, that was he gave funny. you the all clear this week because he heard on his radio he's coming a long way. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, um, you, you had, you know, riding up behind you, that youngster, you know, Ross Chastain, he was um, doing pretty good keeping up with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a very impressive kid. I've talked to him at the racetrack quite a bit, and uh, he, uh, he's, I mean, he seems to be doing awesome. I, I mean, he's, all year long he's been competitive and, and been running up front, and I was really glad to see him, you know, be able to hang in there and get a second-place finish. How impressed was Kevin with him? Kevin was impressed with it. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, they, I mean, they had their issues, I guess, and it, and it's a, it's a fine line with that deal. I mean, I, I, I really feel what what aggravates us as racers, you get a run on somebody getting up off, and and I don't mind the guy racing me to the turn, and if I'm not there, him coming down, if I'm to his left rear tire, him coming down, then at that point in time, it's a controversial call. Either I have to say I'm far enough. He thinks I'm not far enough. We make contact, then it's up to official to make a decision. But I feel like what's been going on from time to time, you get a run on some of these people getting up off. Well, they start turning left on you halfway down the straightaway because per radio guy or whatever you want to say, he knows he messed up and he knows you've been pressuring him and he knows you got to run on him. They start turning left on you halfway down the straightaway. Well, in my opinion, you shouldn't have to lift the throttle halfway down the straightaway before you get to turn to let somebody in because they want to change their line and turn left on you. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, and, and that's been stirring up some controversy down there, and it's happened to me a couple of times. I know it's happened to Kevin a couple of times, and he feels like, I mean, I definitely didn't see nothing that happened the other night, but he feels like that's kind of what went down the other night, and he was a little aggravated about the deal. But uh, but he'll shake it off, and he'll be back there. I mean, he's one of the cleanest drivers out there. There's no doubt about it. And he drove he drove right up beside him, okay, driving into the corner. I watched. We watched. I mean, he, he was trying – the best inside outside. He threw it to the outside. He couldn't get around him. And I, I don't want to say anything bad about Ross. Ross did a good job. Uh, sure. The call that they made, okay, in my opinion, 
the call should have been the other way because Kevin right. presented himself and drove right up beside him down on the bottom of the racetrack. Yeah. Right. And then driving into the corner, I think Ross took away his line. Ross should have gone ahead and shot it on up there. And, right. uh, you know, but woulda, coulda, shoulda. Well, several, so, Wayne, several of us at uh, Bronson, I was up at Bronson Motor Speedway for the ASA race Saturday <laughs> night. And, um, uh, several of us in the infield had a similar thing where we are not in the infield, but us media types. We all felt that eh, maybe Cope had made the pass, you know, and uh-huh. and officials uh, on on Blake Lear coming through one and two, and they sent him to the rear. And it looked like obvious to us that he had gone by him, and, and the, you know the, the contact was was not his fault. But I was going to ask you is you between Auburndale, Citrus County. Bronson and Charlotte. I mean, these are all little tight racetracks where Citrus probably has more room than than the other three. Tell us about those tracks. Compare those tracks and how hard it is to pass without. I mean, I asked somebody, I asked one of the guys, a couple of the guys at Bronson, I said, Jimmy Lang said, it's impossible to pass at Bronson without making contact in a late model. (laughs) Impossible. He says it's not possible. (laughs) Well, I ain't going to say it's impossible. I mean, I'm, 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 I mean, the whole key and where my car is good right now is forward by from the center up off. I mean, you've got to beat everybody from the center up off at these shorter racetracks, I mean, because there's where you got to get your run and start looking to, to make a pass on somebody. Now, I mean, I totally disagree with getting in the turn late and trying to make a pass because you're asking for trouble then at that point in time. And, I mean, the guy at that point in time, I mean, if I get a run on somebody getting up off, by then – Spotters should be staying looking inside or whatever, and that's what's going on sometimes, and that's what makes these people start turning left because they're trying to protect the bottom. They just change their line, you know. But but you got to get the car working good, and it's hard. I'm not saying if you get two cars within two, three-tenths of each other, it ain't going to happen, you know what I'm saying, without maybe moving somebody a little bit, putting the bumper on them, and doing what you needed to to get by. And it's something we've all done, and it's something that we'll all continue to do in short, short track racing, you know what I'm saying? I mean, and... But all four of those tracks are like that, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, they're all that way. They're all that way. And you got to race that way. And all the setups are similar and all everything about that. You have to race that way a little bit. And I mean, I was fortunate the other night. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, after the other night, I felt better about getting to the outside and getting by a lot of those people and felt like it might be easier dealing with that than dealing with you got three foot on them and they cut you off or you got six foot on them and they cut you off. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it seemed to work better for me the other night, you know, just the way the scenario went down and the race went down with the competition we had there. If you took your other races that you raced, that I saw you race at Charlotte, and you took this race and you took the videos and really watched them if the guy had been filming you, I think that uh, you're one of those drivers that does actually learn something when you go to the racetrack, and that is that um, you're going to spend so much time rooting on the bottom that it might be better for you to throw it out there and spend the time that it's going to take for your car to handle out there, and that's what you showed the other night. Your car outhandled everybody, and you did it all on the outside. You didn't rough anybody up. That's cool. As big as you are, everybody thinks he's going to rough me up, man. He didn't rough up nobody. Your car didn't have no, no problems on it, did it? No, we didn't have. Well, I didn't touch one car, and, and, and I appreciate all the guys running me clean. They didn't nobody get into me neither. You know what I'm saying? Even me running on the outside, they didn't nobody get off in there and get in my door. I mean, they gave me room, and it was actually real good, clean racing, and uh Worked out perfect for us. How's that boy doing? He's doing awesome. He's doing awesome. He uh, he cut a tire down this weekend. He was at Arbondale racing while I was down there. But uh, the previous six races, I think he's won four of them and finished second twice. In the Sportsman? So, no, he's running Street Socks. Street Socks, okay. Which I got a new car built for him. It's done, and it'll be uh, 
the debut this weekend. It's actually going to be out Thursday night shaking that down. And uh, it's what I'm working on now, just trying to get it ready to take him out there Thursday. But he's doing awesome. He's definitely doing a great job. <laughs> That's cool. Well, Wayne, uh, we do got to get going. I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, answering some questions for us. And, uh, you know, uh, good luck in April, and uh, I hope that you can cap some races off. And please uh, make sure you stay in contact with us and let us know if you're winning races because we need to know what's happening. We can't seem to get anybody to report. I understand. That ain't a problem. Y'all keep in touch. And, uh, if you uh, just call me anytime. Later, man. Hey, nice thanks for you, uh, having the sticker on your car, too. Appreciate it. That ain't a problem. Anytime. Bye. Believe me, people. Everybody's calls. My phone rang. <laughs> we we were complaining about that. In actual fact, Wix's phone. Right. Don't quit ringing. Mine don't right. quit ringing. I mean, well, it rings off the hook. Well, we want it to ring off the hook, and this is going to be important for us to uh, actually be able to correctly uh, figure out who these drivers of the months mm-hmm. are going to be. And uh, I really did like you. Missed a good race the other night at Charlotte, actually. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I was glad I went to Bronson. I was I when I went started to go. I I'd already told so many people I was going to be there because I had a lot of commitments for things I needed to be there for. And uh, when I got up and I said, "Oh, nineteen cars. I'm driving to Bronson. It's a three hour drive. I love going to Bronson because I love it up there." But I really didn't want to go right. because I was going by myself. It's six hours in the road to see. But you know what? I was damn glad I went because it was really fun. It was yeah. a fun thing. It was a very exciting race. All the way, the hundred lap race that was all all good. So what else? Who else raced? Did they have anything at Lakeland or anything this week? What do you mean? Five five flags. Five flags had it going on. <laughs> Man, are you talking about uh, the Charlotte County? I mean, Columbia Citrus Lake. They didn't City. have anything at Lakeland. I was thinking they had a race no, at Lakeland. Did they? I, if there's anybody that knows, no, they didn't. Jagaroo. No, they didn't have a race. Jagaroo would. Know. Lakeland is that place still open? It's for sale. Um, I think NASCAR is going to buy we have, it. Didn't we have Blake Lear on this show not too long ago? I think we've had them all. We're starting to double Blake, them up. Did you talk to Blake Lear, Cece? It's The name sounds familiar, yeah. He's the youngster's uh, sponsor. He just moved to North Carolina. He's sponsored uh, by the Predators, the Orlando Predators. Was that on this show or the other one? I get so confused. I don't know. The name How does that familiar. work we've out? We've talked to a lot Isn't of people. Isn't it? It's amazing. Well, here he was. He was starting on the pole because he qualified sixth. Dick Anderson's his crew chief. He's in a brand-new Fountain Motorsports car. Pretty car. Pretty, pretty car. Started on a pole. He held on for, I mean, it was the race of his life to this date. He's 17 years old. And he held on for uh, 80 laps uh, before he finally uh, got rooted out of the way. But uh, we're going to go to break, and we have a little interview clip with him. Hey, you know, you were talking about Bronson, the Speedway, and the other tracks. Bronson's different than the other three tracks that you named. There's a big difference between it, and that is that you can create a passing point on that racetrack if you need to, and that is in between turn one and two. That's where a lot of the rooting goes on because if you can get a guy and root him just a little bit getting in, you have to move up the racetrack to be fast there. They kind of go in a corner, and they mm-hmm. move up the racetrack and come off. And there, right there, buddy, let me tell you. There was another guy, too. <laughs> there was another guy I wanted to talk to, but we weren't able to hook that up tonight. Tank Tucker, Tank Tucker won the uh, uh, modified race. It was actually the Tommy Patterson Memorial uh, Modified 50 at New Smyrna. But the, the thing about that was he had Lee Collins and Jerry Simons on his bumper the whole deal. That's, that's a tough thing, and he, and he pulled it off. He must have really had motor in his car. <laughs> Is it modified, you said? Yeah. 
Yeah. At New Smyrna. Yeah, hey, Cece, you know modifieds, they run whatever they want in them. Really? It's a good concept. Run what you brung. You ever heard yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, back. this is Blake. go back to that and race. This is Blake Lear from Bronson, and then we'll uh, the ASA deal up there, and we'll be right back after that. Paul in this Fountain Motorsports, pretty looking car. It's still pretty. Got a few dents in it now. You held them off for 70 laps or so, 70, 80 laps. Stayed out in front of me, and you put up with a lot of beating and banging, man. How tough was it? Well, in the beginning, the car was so great, and, uh, you know, it just took off, and I really didn't have to do much. It's, that's really saying something about all the guys on the crew, Dick Anderson setting it up, Gary Fountain giving me such a great ride to work with here. And then once the tires went away, I think everybody else has went away, and everything started to bunch up a little bit right there. And, uh, you know, we had a couple of misfortunate things, but if it wasn't for Dick on the radio, I wouldn't have been up there as long as I was. Yeah. And, you know, I owe it a lot to my crew. They worked real hard this week, and I'm so happy with our six place finish that we got out of it we worked hard and uh you know we got some good points out of it we came back we went to the back a couple times it's fortunate that we uh that we went back there but we're going to be good for the rest of the season yeah it was uh did you you had about 20 laps to go and, and you still were up front um i mean were you, how aware were you of those guys behind you i mean you had first of all you had to deal with with Justin Larson, you had to deal with, with Cope, uh, Travis Cope, and Jimmy Lang. You had to deal with all of them, man. Um. Well, you know, like I said, Dick was on the radio, and he was just telling me to drive my line. I never looked in my mirror one time. I was just driving my race. They had some fast race cars back there. My race car was really fast. And, uh, you know, a couple a couple guys rooted up in there, had a couple beating and banging, a little beating and banging going on here. That was just Bronson. You know, I'm not mad at anybody or any other drivers. You know, it's just just another race, and uh, we're going to get them next week, and we're going to win. Yeah, good news. You'll be at the next one. Absolutely. We're going to get a victory lane. All right. Thanks a lot, Blake. Are you ready to win? If so, it's time to move up to five-star race car bodies. Five-star race car bodies designs and manufactures the highest quality race car body components. Short tracks, drag strips, road courses, and even in the desert, five-star has one driving passion to help you win. Five-star race bodies designs and manufactures for NASCAR, Grand Am, NHRA, IHRA, SCCA, short track asphalt, short track dirt, USAC, USAR, Hooters Pro Cup, and the ASA Late Model Series. Find out more today. FiveStarBodies.com. This is Joe Irwin, and this is Wayne Jefferson from Jefferson Irwin Racing, and you're listening to Real Racing USA. And we're back with Inside Florida Racing. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Didn't they ever teach you not to talk over the music? It's a music bed. It's, it's the who. You are supposed to talk it's the who. over. I don't talk over the vocals. It's the I who. I know who. It's the it who. Is. You know, you guys got it. You guys got important people on hold here. Well, right? I was trying to get into the show so we could get to the important people. Bresnahan, what, what a what a perfect name to talk to in the month of uh, March. Bresnahan, the lucky Irishman. Yeah, I hear you. Hi, Mike. So what's Hi, up, Mike? Man, you're the big. Got dirty, got dirty. And, and you're winning already, and it's like you've been doing it forever. What's up? Man, don't ask me how we did that. I, I really still to this day don't have a clue. We just, <laughs> every now and then everything lines up, I guess. And, you know, dirt's, once you get in the car, it's the same. You're just trying to pass the guy in front of you, and you just keep going through. But 
it's all the bugs and jitters and trying to figure these things out. They're totally different animals than anything we I've ever messed with. I can tell you that. Well, you beat some pretty good guys. Yeah, I you know and and as you're sitting there driving by them, I'm I'm looking at the scoreboard and I'm, I'm just waiting to wake up. You know what I mean? It's like it, it can't it can't be true. You know it can't be happening. I mean, you took Sean Smith to school, your buddy. Did he really? Oh, really? I don't think I took anybody to school. I think uh, we just you know maybe we were on a better tire, maybe we picked a better tire. Or, the, tr- the place really slicked off and uh, maybe suited my driving style. I'm used to slipping and sliding at Inverness, and you guys were talking about the Lillard tracks earlier where Hanling's more of a premium, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of used to that. So maybe it, maybe it just played right in our favor. I mean, we may never may not win another one this year, but at least we got that one out of our way. Isn't it, Mike, isn't it cool what has happened at Ocala? It's unbelievable. It, it, what it did for me in my career, it's added 10 years to my career, which my wife's probably not real happy about. But, you know, it, what, you did so the math? Fun. I feel like a kid again. You know, it's, it's just taking all the pressure off. So how much did this car cost you to build? You know, we're, I don't really want to say totally, but it's way cheaper than asphalt. <laughs> I can tell you that. It, everything's cheaper. Well, you haven't told her yet, and she might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're 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 under we're under twenty five thousand, which we're it, it's it's practically a brand new car. We went and bought an 07 roller from a guy out in Texas, and I had no spare parts, so we basically stripped the car down to nothing and used all that stuff as spare stuff. We put all brand new stuff on it with the money we used from selling my old asphalt car, and uh, we still had a little bit left over. So, and I've, I've got every spare part you could have, and it's all new stuff on the car. And, it's, just, it's been great. The tire situation's awesome. We won a race, and you get a thousand bucks for that. And usually, you give half of it right back for your tires. But our tires are still like brand new. We'll go to two or three more races before we got to buy tires. Hmm. So now, hmm. so since you hmm. went up against Sean, then this this is late model. Are are you considering maybe running in Ken Kenny's um, Challenge Series? We were certainly thinking about it, and I think East Bay would be a good track for us, also. But I've got some of my employees are going to be on vacation next week, and I'm. It's just going to triple my workload. I'm, if if I went down there and tore the car up, I wouldn't be able to get it fixed in time to go to Ocala. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's sitting there. It's ready to go. We'll polish on it a little bit, and there's always another race. Mike, from the time, I mean, when did you start making the decision, and, and how long was a decision process was it for you to get involved in the dirt? It was a long process. Um, Rich Pratt switched over last year. He's a good friend of mine, and uh, I talked to him almost every week and picked his brain about it and thought about it and thought about it and started going and attending more dirt races. And uh, Patrick Williams is another friend. He, he letters the car. I'm, you guys will be talking to him later. I, I spoke to him a lot about it and got his advice. Ivident Lloyd's a friend of mine. Between the three of them, I've been really leaning on them for driving advice and chassis advice as we go through this transition. But um, it was a long process. And then finally... I still wasn't even decided until I sold the car. I talked to Mac Johnson one day. He said he was looking for a car. I said, hey, I'll sell you mine. We agreed on a price, and it was literally done that fast. I said, well, okay, I guess I'm going dirt racing. Asphalt car's gone. I don't have a choice. So it, 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 it was a long process, but it literally happened overnight, if you know what I mean. Sure. Well, it sounds like it's come together pretty good now. Uh, you just talked about not wanting to go uh, maybe to East Bay because of some other obligation with business. Um, is your plan to just run there at um, Ocala, or are you going to venture out and run this thing and become? Uh, when you said ten years on your career, I'm thinking that you're just going to run local and you're going to be able to race now as your kids grow up. 
yeah, yeah, we're just doing this for fun. I'm not, you know, Roush ain't calling me. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's uh, I'm 30 years old now. It's time to just focus on family and get my. Did you steal his sway bar? No, no, I don't got that. They, well, then he ain't going to be calling you. Well, actually, they took the design for me, and I didn't get it patented in time, and you know how that goes. But no, I, we we actually went to Volusia a couple weeks ago. We made three laps in the heat race and got involved in a wreck. So. Uh, you know, we're going to go race other places, without a doubt. You'll see us at East Bay. Um, we, we're running the crate motor rules, so I'm sure we'll be down there at the end of the year for the, the Neesmith uh, race. Uh, we're we're going to travel. We're, we're going to go have fun with this. It's, yep. That's the thing about dirt. There's no it, – it, it takes a lot of the a lot of the work out of it. It's do fun. you run that motor right out of the crate, or do they do stuff to it? I took mine right out of the crate and put it in. It was 48, $48.95 delivered to my door. I ordered it. At 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I had it here at 9 o'clock the next morning. They send a truck down every day. That's awesome. You can run. So what you're saying is you can actually run a dirt late model in Florida for no more than, I mean, there's probably sportsman guys spending more money than that. Oh, far more, yeah. There's there's guys at my local track here at Emerness that got eight $9,000 in a sportsman motor, and they're racing for 250 bucks to win, you know? Yeah, now, crazy. Now, see, if if these asphalt... CC, I'm talking to you. If these yeah. asphalt cars, okay, and these late models that say they're running crate motors would go to that rule that you had to take it out of the crate and put it in your car, mm-hmm. and they had somebody that actually had enough talent to check and make sure that you hadn't done anything to it, then we wouldn't be in the boat that we're in with people not showing up to the races because it ain't fair. Yeah, the, the motor rules of. Have- there, there's a lot of different ways to look at that, you know. You in think? my opinion, back when back when I when we first started running Sunbelt and stuff in '01, Rob, you were there. At, everybody had a good flat top motor, and it mm-hmm. didn't matter if you got it from Pletcher, from Steve, yeah. from Boyd. Everybody had the same about within 25 horsepower. Yeah. It didn't matter how much you spent; you had about the same amount of power. Then they let the nine to ones run. Yeah. Then then they let the roller cams and let the Fords get out of control. According and, to Don Narone, that's our fault that that happened. The driver's fault that that happened. Maybe it is, but you know what? If the NASCAR drivers got their way, that thing would be all screwed up too. Yeah. Some somebody's got to have control and keep us racers in line. I mean, if you keep giving, giving, giving to us, we're going to take all we can get. And Mike, it's a scenario that has been. I mean, I know nothing about motors except what I gradually learned from li- listening to you guys talk. You know, but. I mean, I remember in the mid-90s, they started a little class called Nava Stocks at DeSoto. It was a car you get out of the junkyard. You take it down to Fred's Garage for $350. He puts a roll cage safety package in it, and you go racing. And they started out, and within the first year, they had over 30 cars. Next year, they had over 40. And then Tom's Garage opened up. Within three years from inception of that series, they were running eight thousand dollar motors. Yeah, because because right. Tom, Tom's garage showed up and George's garage showed up and made Fred's cars run look like they were standing still. So, you know, and and, and that's you need a tech I, Nazi man. And the whole point of me bringing that up, okay, is that I like the dirt late model approach to the crate motor because I still go back to this and say I was most impressed by the storm pay deal. When they took their point winner that won the the year before, and the night they gave him that trophy, the next morning when he showed up, they told him, sorry, son, you can't race tonight or for 365 days in our deal. 
that right there would make me want to go buy a crate motor for $4,800 and stick it in my car and go run in that series. Yeah, yeah. And the dirt thing's a little different because the track's always different. You know what I mean? There's yeah. times the other night I couldn't hook my crate motor up. I was It was a battle of will not to put the throttle to the floor. Right. It was that slick. It was like driving on ice. Asphalt's a little different. Asphalt, there's always available traction. So to me, I, I don't know how great the crate motor rule is for asphalt. I'm not sure that there are enough horsepower. I know the spec motor. I agree with that rule. I like the spec motors, and it's going to take time for some of them things to get used and get out there. You know, it, it takes a while for a guy like me. i got to wait for a big-budget team to kind of shut down or go out of business, then I can go buy his crate motor for 8000 instead of paying fifteen. Right. And if they if they let it go that long, I think that'll work. Uh, maybe they do need to put a chip on them. Maybe they need to get some more engine builders involved. Um, Steve's always been real great to me at Progressive. I would still buy one from him if I could afford it. But a guy like Billy Bigley, I talked to him today, he's been a Hamner customer for 15 years. So you why know, shouldn't Hamner... Why, why can't he take those same specs exactly. to Hamner and let Hamner wow. build his motor? And, and you know what? He should be able... Why can't Billy Bigley, if he wants to put the motor together in his house, exactly. go buy those parts and put his motor together? Because the only reason why guys like me used to race when we had those flat tops you were talking about that everybody had... I didn't care that Pletcher and Cope had one that was worth all that money and maybe had 25 or 50 more horsepower. I had a guy that would put it together for me for this much money and made me competitive enough to run against them. Could I yeah. beat them motor to motor at a big racetrack? No. But was it that important to me at that time? No. I just right. wanted to be consistent. Um, I just wish that consistency would stay and that if they're going to say one thing, make it that way. Because just like you said, um, Steve does put together a great motor, and the spec motor is a great idea. He's been my motor since 2000, and I've never had an engine failure. Yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, eight years he did my motor, so I have no complaints. And he did motors years before you ever got there. Yeah. Oh, for, you know, for many guys. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it's not about that. It's about the thing that if you're going to run it, you should allow anybody to run it and anybody to be able to put it together. But the crate motor thing, because the ASA rules, I guess, have allowed these guys to change some motors and uh, some some uh, things in their motors which has made these guys with spec motors that run, say, down here at Bobby's Track in the Limiteds, they don't even want to come and race against them. Right. And that's just bad for the sport, you know, because yeah. I know about three other cars that probably would show up if they were running true crate motors in those cars and letting them weigh. I think they're willing to weigh 2,600, and they got 60% left side. That's Right, right. But, you, but you know what, guys? Out. It comes down to this. Your average fan, like myself, we don't care about what motor you are running in your car. We just want... If the same guy high, came every week and won, we, though... We just want good car counts and entertaining... Yeah, but if the same... Good car counts, like you said, though, but there's fans there that want to see Mike Franklin and Johnny K there, and they're not seeing them there. And the reason is... I know, but your, your average fan, they don't understand the motors. They don't know that that's the problem that's going on, hold, you know, holding down some of the car counts. Than that. I think the overall expense of racing has just gotten out of hand. You know, why should you show up on Friday for a race, and when you pull in, there's three or four teams that have been there since Wednesday. Why do they even have? Why not just have an hour of open practice for everybody the day of the race, and then it's the same for everybody? Absolutely. Because yeah. you know, there were situations last year where we could have went and traveled instead of staying at Citrus, but I've got to work on Friday too late. 
I'm not going to go there and be two days behind by the time I show up. That's, I'm, that's a good point. I'm wasting the $1,000 that I'm spending on tires. I totally agree, man. I think that the, these two-day events for local short track deals, man, there ain't there is maybe the Governor's Cup, of course, the Snowball Derby. Right. Maybe those races are big enough to warrant that. But, you know, that's for the rich I, all these guys are telling me, you know, it's like it's just it's silly to go on Friday. It's that's just, for the rich dads and the kids. They, they need to go Hooters Cup or Bush Racing or something. And God bless them for being able to do it right. taking advantage of the rules. But at the same time, there's far more guys like me than there is guys like them that can afford to do that. And you've got the same. Look at look at the Sunbelt races from last year, the Bright House races. It's the same two or three guys, four or five, running up, up front all the time. And those are the ones that got the unlimited money to test and buy tires and do all that stuff. And they're it's not their fault. They're taking advantage of the rules. But they need to open that up. They not open it up. They need to close it in and just say, look, there's no more testing. And my answer to the promoter is the promoter is going to say, well, that, that helps me generate revenue. Well, instead of counting on us to pay for that, why don't you worry about selling another 100 tickets in your grandstands? No, why don't you Amen. have go-kart races one day? And why don't you have something else going on another day and stop trying to make it all off a of one day out of the week? Yeah, stop taxing the racer. So, Mike, where, where did you start in this race uh, at Ocala uh, Friday night? Actually started ninth. Ninth. Started ninth, yeah, uh, fifth row back on the inside. It took a, it took quite a few restarts to get us going, but once we got going and, and we single filed out, I'd I'd never raced on a track that slick. You know, all the practicing we'd done, they had two open practice nights at Ocala um, to get everybody used to the track, and it was full traction. The track stayed wet, and you could run around there pretty much wide open. So when the when the green flag dropped, I was slipping and spinning. It, it took me six or eight laps to adjust and and get going, but. Once we got going, we just found a groove there on the bottom, and Shane was running the top and getting around there really good. And um, unfortunately for me, that's where the lap cars were going. As we started lapping cars, they were getting up there, and he was having the fight with them, and that allowed us to close the gap. And we had a great race for about three laps door to door, and then uh, I finally found some traction there on the bottom, and we were able to, to pull away. Mike, do you think you'll ever head um, over and race at close to New Hendry Speedway? Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'll go anywhere. I mean, that this dirt thing has just made it so much cheaper and more easy, more affordable to go travel because it is one-day shows. You don't have to be there the day early. You know, you show up on the same day, and you're going to race. And, Not uh, much practice. No, no, yeah. relapse. Yeah. <laughs> the Volusia, I'd never even been on the track before. And you, really, you pull out, and it's green, white, checkered. You know, see you in the heat race, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then when you pull out in the heat race, what blew my mind is we pull out in turn one, you know, and we're riding around the back stretch, and you see the lights flash, and you're going green when you get to turn four. What What is the hardest thing as a driver to make adjustments from from asphalt to dirt for uh, you? For me, it's good. It's going to sound silly, but for me, it was the damn tear offs. <laughs> I first having to work the loose, I pulled them all yeah. off at the same time, and don't they have automatic things you can hook on there? Probably, but I don't know if I'm smart enough to figure that out either. So. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got the tear off thing halfway figured out, and. Uh, <laughs> that that was hard to adjust and just feeling all the air on you you know you're used to being cooped up in a real small car with windows all around you and now you got mud hitting you in the face and i had a rock hit me in the helmet and take a big gouge out of the helmet that was pretty cool i mean it's it, it's fun man it's it's put the fun back in racing uh um, back to nature yeah everybody in the pits is like a bunch of kids running around it's not it's not so stressful you know you don't have eight guys working on your car we're bringing one guy to the track with us now uh and uh, that's my buddy Nick. He's been with me forever. i got to really thank him. He came over and uh, helped pretty much every night fixing the car after a wreck at Volusia. And, uh, 
So there you have. You, you it. got Rob. You got I, Rob over here crying, Mike. Yeah, he wants to. Raise the hands. Basically, so laid it out that come dirt racing because we put the fu in fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and I've been telling everybody. I mean, I, I'll let you drive my car, man. If there's ever a practice night or something, come up. I'll let you drive it. You will have so much fun. Even Rob. Sure, he'd let me drive it. Yeah, Rob will be there. Listen, if there's one guy out there that knows Rob Elting's competence, okay, of driving, it is him because me and him race door to door a lot. Yeah, yeah, we had some good races. At a lot. I remember one day he moved out of the way because he moved out of the way. I thought I was going to get under him. He moved out of the way because there was a spun out car there. Nobody told me, and I hit that car <laughs> so hard. I hit that black man's car. So hey, hard. I heard that hit. I was in front of you, and I heard it happen behind me. I said, "Oh Lord, that ain't." <laughs> Yeah. Like a bomb went off behind me. Yeah, that cost me a lot. That's called having a bad spotter, so I divorced her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that put you out of racing for a while, didn't it? Yeah, it did, man. It was expensive. Yeah. I, I, I spent $6,000 uh, fixing uh, that car. And then we came back and run that spe- Winter Spectacular. On the first lap of the Winter Spectacular, I had fixed my car from all that. And I guess I'd had a, a broke axle still. I remember, and I, I broke the axle in practice, put it in there, went out there on the first lap, and ended up putting the driver's side into the wall. Oh wow! Uh, really weird wreck, but that tore my car up too. So, right. Citrus, man, let me tell you, a lot of racing at Citrus. It's a fun place to race, mm-hmm. but Michael, tell you, you can sure tear your car up there. Man. Yeah, it's deceiving how fast you're going around that place. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a large quarter mile and. Uh, it began the year last year. We we're getting around there in about 13 seconds. You know, we could run 13 O's, 13 teens. That's that's getting it done pretty quick. Things things definitely happen in a hurry. Yeah, they should put dirt on that one too. It's exciting. It's exciting there. No dirt doubt. on that they one would be something. Up with dirt. <laughs> yeah, that'd make you happy, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I I was telling. Uh, I actually stopped by and checked out Wayne's new car today, and I was telling him, man, I said, man, I don't have much use for an asphalt car anymore. This, this dirt stuff's just way too much fun. Well, Mike, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Um, I'm excited for you. I'm glad to hear that you won. I want to see you win some more. And uh, just let us know how you're doing as you yeah, start man, winning these races. Call me anytime, man. I, I enjoy coming on. You guys have a great show. Uh, I check it out as much as I can, and it, it's great. So hey, uh, I look forward to seeing you at the races. Jack, are you going to give McAllister some of these stickers over here? to see? Oh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, uh, Mike, listen, I want you to get... Get uh find that uh the guy that sounds drunk that does the announcing in Ocala, Scott yeah. McAllister. <laughs> Ocala Speedway, that guy. And uh, is he uh, is he's normal. He doesn't drink. at one time. Say what? Was he a wrestling announcer? No, you remember. <laughs> you you remember him from the Sarah series? Uh, yeah, I remember. I'm, you know. I'm just saying. I know. I got you. Well, yeah, I want you to see him and get. Time. Get get a get one of the real uh, some real racing USA uh, stickers. Real put them on your car and get some other there. people to put them on their cars because uh, we're trying to get the word out that we actually have. Uh, you know, you can listen to racing radio live just about every night of the week now on this uh, real racing network. Yeah, isn't that cool? It's a good deal, man. It's good for it's good for everything. You guys can do a lot of good stuff with this. We try. I enjoy listening. You you can really accomplish a lot when you got a uh, when you got a place to get the word out like this. And competent people like Cece. Talk to you later, Mike. Thank Bye, you, man. Mike. Guys, have a good one. Thank Take you. Take it easy. Uh, Mike Bresnahan, another uh, great asphalt racer turned dirt racer. Sounds like he's going to have a uh, pretty decent career already. Who the heck was it? Somebody was telling me just the other day, they were talking to somebody up at Lowe's Motor Speedway, 
And there was a whole mess of like 20, 30 people in this room up there listening to the. Uh, you talking about Bonehead again? Listening to the uh, replay. Or no, not the replay, live. From Henry County Speedway. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. What was going oh, on? That's now? awesome. That was when we were broadcasting the race. Well, we did, oh, you know, oh, okay. Your late model race down yeah, there. Ken Kenny's yeah. race. We're, we're going to talk to Ken Kenny here in a little bit. Oh, that was. Yeah, a that's cold because night. Uh, that's the night they rained out there up there, right up there at Lowe's. Isn't it amazing? I mean, five years ago, if somebody was said, "Yeah, Mike Bresnahan, he's going to get tired of this asphalt stuff over at Citrus, and they're going to repave Ocala, and it's going to—I mean, they're going to make it back to dirt, and Mike uh, Bresnahan's going to go out there and he's going to win a." A late model race in his first race. Mike would have said, "No, I'm not. I'm going to stay right here." Nobody would have said that. <laughs> keep doing these sunbelt races. Yeah, hey. Kreska and the magician would have come out. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, before it's we, uh, before we do anything else, I just want to, uh, of course, acknowledge Casey and Fancy Work Embroidery dot com, the uh, wonderful people there who put together our Inside Florida Racing shirt. Who needs to put Carol us. together a shirt? Carol was very I've, upset she I didn't have, have a shirt. I have already. They don't have orange, Carol. I've already. Yes, yes. It's going to have to be blue. She's going to have to deal with it. But uh, <laughs> I've already requested a shirt for her. Again, I'd like to say That's thanks to uh, FancyWorkEmbroidery.com. Yes, they do a great job. Our shirts look great. We get a lot of compliments about them. And uh, um, what was I going to say? Huh, I'm lost for words. But they do everything. They do the, the the racing suits. They can do T-shirts. They can do any kind of promotional items. Maybe you want to have stuff to give to the kids while, when they do the driver meet and greets. They can make all kinds of stuff for you. Kids, Bumper that's what stickers, I was going to talk about. Kids at Charlotte County Speedway. Yep. Before they raced the late model race the other day, they had a group of their kids that race in their go-kart series. They, they race on Sunday so afternoons. Cute. Fridays and Friday nights. Uh, you just have to look on their website, uh, uh, CharlotteCountyRacing.com, and yes. you can see when their go kart kids race. But the kids went out there and ran a couple laps, and it was really cool to see that. And uh, uh, Don Darone too. He's uh, got a go kart mm-hmm. track that's going to go on in the middle of his track. And uh, folks, uh, I know a lot of times we talk late model racers and we talk with all these car racers, but don't think that uh, we don't have the kids in mind, our future racers in mind, and uh, I want to know that you, too, uh, could be part of our real race in uh, USA, uh, Inside Florida Race, and Pandora Jewelers, um, Driver of the Month. Um, I'd like to hear about some of these go-kart racers, some of these go-kart racers that win. They were so win, win. tiny. Those little, they well, were they were showing little, you little kids just how right. young you can be and get started, that you can get started as early as five years old. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. I think it is. It's either four or five four to or seven. Five. They run those little kid carts like that. And, and one of the one of the kids actually had lights on on his, his wheels, wheels that were yeah. lighting up. It was just they were just so cute, and they were having so much fun because they knew what to do. They were and they were waving to the crowd. They they were to just, those kids. They were on Daytona Speedway. Yeah, it was a to, big you know, night for to them. have all them fans out there and to be able to go run around and uh, have all the late models out there. And uh, I thought that was an interesting way. Um, to do that mm-hmm. and uh i had a good time the other night at the track again i want to say thanks to linda and bobby for uh, hospitality there and uh, she did let me know if i ever go there and it's cold like that again that there is a seat for me up inside that press booth oh, well, which i thought nice. was really nice 
I was freezing my butt off that night. But well, for I all, like to watch it like the fans, anyways. But Rob, Rob, for all the work you do, man. I mean, that's those seats are for people like yourself. And uh, you know, you don't realize that it's, it's a humble job that we do. You, it's a humble job. You I got to tell you, invite up to the press box, and I get the flag stamp. Yes, you know, you know nice. That's, you know me. I I normally do not do the press box because I like to be down there where. It, you get dirty yeah. and gritty, and, Me too. and it all happens. I'd hate to be sitting up there, have a fight going on in the pits, and I couldn't be there close up to take pictures of it. That would just be terrible. There's no fights in the pits anymore. Those days are over. Are they? Are they? Well, there's another reason to be. There, there's another reason to be in that tower, though. When we went down to Henry County Speedway, okay. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the night I was talking about. Because I was at Charlotte, I mean, uh, and, uh, Charlotte County Speed with it. We have with us to verify how cold it was. Ken Kenny, welcome back to Inside Florida Racing. Hey, Ken, how you doing? Good. How's it going? Oh, it's going real well. You ready to go this weekend, Cece? You know, I, I'm so Quit it. sorry. Quit I, it, Cece. Quit it. Don't break this man's heart. Dude, she's going to the Monkees concert. She's going to see Davy Jones and the Monkees. They got the band Saturday back together. Night. No, it's not the whole band. It's just Davy Jones. It's I have a. a she I'm has a date him. with Davy Jones, the Monkees dude, man. <laughs> hey, uh, Ken, what's what's happening, man? How's your uh, race has been going, and uh, how'd you show up there in Georgia go? Um. No, that was the National Wave Ball Series. That oh, I'm sorry. I hadn't had a I had had a show since Clawson, but uh, but we're fixing to get it back. Shows in. you how much I know. I was what say, what are you talking after, about, Rob? After was... East Bay, then you start heading up to Georgia. Yeah, we go from East Bay and then we go to East Alabama. That's See what right. a segue that was for you. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Are you excited? Are you excited yet? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm regenerated. It took me a few weeks to get over Clawson a little bit, and I'm I'm ready to rock and roll again. You know, I'm ready to go. So, what are some of the problems that you've occurred now with your new series? Um, I'm always trying to look at negative. I, I, honestly, the challenges, the few challenges that I've seen so far, is probably very in common with the asphalt series. All the different asphalt series is the tires. You know the. The, the tire uh, wars between the tire company, mm-hmm. you, you know, that kind of deal. And, um, you know, so the tire thing is something that is still in the works, and really we haven't accomplished much uh, since Clawson. You know, it, it's, um, you know, with some vacations to some key people and some of the tire companies and different things, you know, we, we're just going to kind of feel it out through the next couple of races and then, um, you know, make some decisions later in the year what we're going to do. But, uh that's been one of the challenges, the tires. And I think anybody that has anything to do with asphalt can sure, you know, sympathize with that. You need a spokesman like Tony Stewart to tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah, Tony would probably be real good for this deal. Yeah. He probably would. You know, he's, he's got a pretty good job, but he'd, he'd probably be real good with this, I'll tell you. That, to be very honest with you, that, that truly is the only uh, major challenge that I've seen. I, I you know, I... I'm super, super excited with the, you know, some of the quality people that have come to the forefront to be part of the series, you know. Um, you know, Rick Warren, you know, came on as a photographer, you know, official photographer for the series, and he did, is doing some awesome work. And, you know, Bob Culberson, I, I tell you, anybody out there that hasn't, didn't get to see either one of the first two shows, I've got the videos to the show, and I, I had the opportunity to look at the Ocala one, and I put it on a, in a sports restaurant type situation and everybody in the whole place was watching it so it you know uh, some of my staff that's come on has been awesome and 
Uh, you guys, everybody in the media has been very, very good to you know to the series. Uh, car counts have been phenomenal. I was going to uh, say, I think, and I think Ken, that that's you know that was one of the things at Cluiston. It was just that the car count was phenomenal, and you, the, some of the challenges that night, besides the fact that it was cold, was where everybody was going in the pits. You know. Yeah, we we learned a lot down there. I mean, you know, uh, in Chris's. You know, Chris Salt's defense and his staff, I mean, uh, you know, they put up the money, you know, for people to put up with a little bit of bunk, you know, so they, they paid the guys very, very well. I mean, it was a 5,000 to win 50 lap race. Um, but yes, the, you know, we've learned quite a bit from that. Um, when we go back there, it'll be a 7,000 to win race 350 to start at the end of the year. And, you know, we probably will not have the other classes there, you know, that were there, you know, it will mm-hmm. probably be more just of a late model nature. Yeah. Um, the other thing, CC, that caused some of those problems is East Bay rained out. And um, a lot of guys came in late, you know, very late. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it you know it created some more parking challenges. And, uh, you know, but, yeah, you're right. I, I learned some lessons on that deal. I can tell you that. I did. So what, uh, tell us, let's talk about East Bay, man. East Bay is going to be the bomb. I was going to say, what are you expecting for Saturday night? Well, you know, I don't want that eye in my face, as they talk about with the promoters, but I'll tell you this much. I've called 30 guys, yeah, and 27 out of 30 have given me a heads up so far, yeah. Oh, that's good. Did you talk to Mike Bresnahan? Is he coming? To be honest with you, I was just talking to the professor on the other line right before you guys called me, and uh, Ivan said he talked to Mike Bresnahan today. And uh, he's going to get me a number, and I'm going to give him a call tomorrow, and we're going to get a confirmation one way or the other. Uh, Ivan had told me that Mike wanted to come, and and uh, that's all he said. You know that they, you know he he was you know thinking about it real real heavy. He's so, thinking about it. He might have a working uh, conflict. He he might have a working conflict with his job, but uh, he's really thinking about it. So that means he's probably going to race. <laughs> Well, I, t- I tell you, I talked to Richard Pratt earlier today, and um, he gave me a heads up. He's definitely going to come out again. Oh, that's good. I- I'm glad. I'm glad he's going to be coming out after you know he had the problem. After y'all Ocala. threw him out, y'all threw him <laughs> out for Ocala. throwing his steering wheel. Poor Rich <laughs> tore his car up, that and was... y'all threw him out. <laughs> that was a great night in Ocala. That really was. I think his car was pretty well toast that night. Yes, I think. <laughs> yes, it was. You know, that was yeah. the question we brought up the next uh, show after that was, <laughs> it's time to go ahead and get rid of those tractor tires. You got rid of the asphalt track, now go ahead and get rid of them big old tractor tires. And, uh, you know, if they don't have something there, though, those guys will use uh, the infield. <laughs> well, i tell you what, we kind of found that out in Cluston. You know, we went from tractor tires to cones with little tires around them. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this is gospel truth. That track was 60 foot wide. I went down there after the heat races and moved them to 65. Then, while they were lining up, I moved them to 70, and I think they were using 75 feet. So right. that's yep. what I said. So that's one of the things we figured out. When we go back there, we're going to dig us a trench. Uh, put <laughs> yeah. A behind, yeah. Put that's a, a good idea. The trench, and right behind the trench, put some tractor tires. So if they hit them way out of bounds there, they shouldn't have been there yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you learn more. And uh, I know Rich. I know his his attitude for driving and racing and uh, being from there, hometown boy, man. He really wanted that race there, and he really didn't want that to happen. And I think uh, 
Uh, as always, we regret it later. If we talk to Rich today, he'd probably say, I don't know why I did that. I was stupid. That's probably what I he did. you would. He's one of the nicest guys I've spoke to, you know, on the telephone this, this week so far. And, uh, you know, he, you know, I don't really know Rich near as well as some of you guys do, but he, he seems like a good guy. He just, you know, he lost a little bit that night, probably because it was a hometown deal, and he, you know, he didn't want to end up like he did, you know, so. Well, he's going to be a good racer in your program. You're going to like yeah. him. You're going to like him when uh, by the time you're done. Bresnahan, oh, yeah. too. Mike Bresnahan. Those guys are all characters, you know, and they all bring their own fan base with them wherever they go. So that's going to work out good for your series. Have you heard from either of the showquettes that they're going to come out? Yes, I'll tell you the truth. Um, Jeff is on my list to call tonight, but I, I talked to Justin, you know, because Justin, you know, he's in the top ten in points. He's leading the rookie point, mm-hmm. and uh, he's put together two good finishes. And um, I spent a lot of time on the phone with Justin. He's definitely going to be there. Uh, Jeff's going to be one of my next calls, you know, because I'm going to call all 60-something guys that have been there at the two shows and then anybody else I can drum up that has a late model. Um, but, you know, they uh, I did talk to Justin, and he'll definitely be there. Um, I've talked to Bill Howard, and he'll be there. And, of course, Roger Krause and all this is, I hate to leave anybody out, but there's a – you know, huge contingency that is that it will be there. They had 31 cars this weekend. It's probably one of the best late ball races I've seen in six months, and uh, if not longer. And uh, it was a battle between Sean Smith, Keith Nosvich, Josh Peacock, who ended up winning it, and Jeff Matthews. And uh, man, if you throw a few more guys with them, man, it's it's going to be a, it'll definitely be a battle because those guys put on a show this weekend. You know, I have to commend you, Ken, for. Uh calling these guys you know you're a good promoter you know good promoter he likes to have a good show and you take the time to call all these guys during the week and it's a good deal man well, what jack what do you got to say well, jack's, take, jack's got something i want to take this to the next level i really do uh, i i truly do I, I i i will admit as i've told jack off the air and a few people i had a little touch of burnout you uh, you know for a week or so after that just because i spent seven months putting this thing together and I, I really didn't have the luxury of all the, you know, until, say, the last three months, I really didn't have the luxury of as much quality people around me as I do now, you know, and it, it was kind of tough. And But I, I needed a little bit of time off to recharge my batteries, and, you know, now we're, you know, working hard at some other sponsorship for the guys and, you know, trying to look look towards some things, you know, for the guys. So. The only thing you guys don't have is a bonehead. I hear you. <laughs> Oh Lord! Yeah, so, so I was. Oh, I was just going to say the racing at East Bay Raceway. This should be spectacular. I mean, uh, you've had to have uh, what a couple of B mains at each event, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it, 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 at East Bay, it just should be. It should be really, really good racing. Yeah, if you haven't come out to, to see one of these United Dirt Light Model Challenge Series races yet, go and see it at East Bay. It is going to be, you know, it's a, it's a great track, and these guys, the guys that drive in Kenny Series are they're just, they're just a great group of guys. They always put on a good show. Let's talk about his announcer. He's got a heck of an announcer, too. Yes, he does. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. He's awesome. I got to hear him this weekend, and one of them, and, and I tell you, between Rick Angie's and this weekend, Scott McAllister with him. I, I, and uh, I tell you, I think you know you guys will definitely jack up the crowd. That's for sure. 
You know, my phone didn't ring. I was telling Jack that I thought for sure my phone would ring to do some announcing, and it didn't. It's amazing. Oh, the world is is okay after all, but it is a good place. Let me let me tell you, it's weird because I I think Jack will attest to this. I've always returned every call that's ever been made to me from from uh, you know from Jack, and then a couple about a week or so ago, I had to apologize to him and say. And, and the real truth is, I just now today talked to Rick Warren. I just talked to uh, Bob Culberson Friday. I really did suffer from a little burnout, um, uh, not so much from the racing, just, you know, everything that's going on in the economy and the racing and, you know, the tire war. The tire deal really kind of set me into a, a week break, you know. <laughs> and uh, but, but I'm ready to go at it again. And hey. I'm super excited about it. Remember I was telling you about the buffers? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know about it. Yeah. You gotta have them buffers, man. Well, I tell you, we're this weekend. Um, you know, we learned some things about the car count. I mean, your heart wants to put fifty cars on the track some of the time, but you know, only, there's only so many spots on the track. And uh, you know, this weekend, you know, we're it's going to be a twenty-four car field. Um, if I find a sponsor. Uh, for something like a Strawberry Dash or, or you know, for like a C-Main and a Last Chance race, mm-hmm. you know, I would consider, you know, throwing a, you know, throwing a C-Main in there just for the, you know, the top guys to get the last guy in the show. But other than that, you know, it's going to be 24 cars strong. Yeah, you know, sometimes, not sometimes, often, um, it's, it's sometimes it's better, often it's better to not put so many cars on the track, you know? Yeah, I agree. Because, uh. You know, every you you want to have more guys in, and fans go, oh well, why aren't we starting? But sometimes that extra four cars can just screw the mess up, you know. And it can sure cost the promoter a lot more money. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you, you know, that's um, terrible. A little bit of both, a little bit of both. But I, I tell you, really, it ends up costing the guys a little money with the crashes. And, mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, some of the tracks, as I agree, and you know, but we. Um, you know, like I said, you know, I believe East Bay Raceway Park is probably going to be one of the best surfaces we race on all year. And, you know, they've got their act together. And, um, you know, of course, they host the Nationals and quite a few other national events, you know, beside uh, Speed Week. Um, should be a fantastic place to be. I don't know where we're. CC, you say, is going to be hiding with the band somewhere. The Monkees. I'm gonna, I, I have a date with Davy Jones, the former lead singer of the Monkees. Oh, my God. Well, we're going to miss you, that's for sure. I'm going to miss being there, but this is like a once-in-a-lifetime thing for me. I yeah, she couldn't do. She couldn't get him to take her to the racetrack. <laughs> I don't understand why. Ken. He's into horse racing. Ken, Ken let's look ahead Look ahead here for, for a little bit. Wait, April 19th, is that the date you're at? Uh... I'm getting married, yes. Oh, Ken, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. Getting married that day. <laughs> Bonehead oh. is. Me, oh, Lord. Is that the East Alabama date, or what is the date? That's, that's when we drive to East Alabama. Now, just tell us a little bit about that place. You've been there. East Alabama, to be honest with you, I've watched video. I've, I've seen it on the Internet. I have not actually been and seen a race at East Alabama, but they say it's um, to the floor all the way around. I was just talking to Ivan about it, and he said... Uh, you know, he, he qualified a super late ball there on the pole, and he said it, it's to the floor all the way, all the way around. Yeah, he said banked. super fast. Yeah, super bank, super bank fast, all that. Yeah, he said it's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, he feels like that's going to be one of the fastest tracks we go to, if not the fastest, you know. That Golden Isles should be quick. Um, so is, wor- is the word getting around up in uh, Georgia about this series yet, you think? 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I've had a lot of calls from Georgia. Um, you know, the Lucas Oil cars are in uh, at Golden Isles this weekend, and uh, I, I figured I'd lose some of the local guys that run our series, you know, that run up there. And, you know, so far only one of those guys was going to go there because he had a car from each one. But Johnny Collins runs the Super Late Mall, and he's going to Screvin Friday, and he said he's going to, you know, skip out uh, after that and be right down at Tampa running our deal. So, I was excited to hear that, you know, because he's always a, a tough contender. You know, that is amazing. That brings reminds me of a point. The uh, the dirt dirt guys, they run a lot of races in a year, man. <laughs> it's crazy, ain't it? I think Ivan said he runs nine something races. Yeah, pick one up. Yeah, I had an asphalt guy the other day telling me he was going to be running like uh, thirty five races, and it was like he didn't know how he's going to be able to keep his schedule together. And I'm thinking, holy cow, that's nothing compared. Well, that's to what why these the dirt, dirt guys. Have. That's why they don't practice a lot, Jack, because they race so much. <laughs> you know, a lot yeah. of practice. A lot of these guys practice more than than a race. When sure. They go practice now, now is it because race. there are more opportunities because there's more dirt tracks that offer Friday night racing at one dirt track, and then they go to another. There's track more on dirt tracks. I think there's yeah, more dirt tracks. It. You hit it. You hit it. You yeah. Know, you can pretty much, if you go up into uh, a little bit north of Georgia, you know, up into Tennessee, that area, you can actually race Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday if you want to find a place to race. Yep. Wow. Still, and that is the reason. And you know, I I heard that um, you know, Dwayne Dempsey. I heard. Now, I don't know if this is true or not. But I heard that he sold his late model modified and is in the market for a dirt late model. And, that wouldn't surprise me a bit. And uh, I think, well, you hit on it a few shows ago, you know, when we talked. I, I really believe dirt's going to be the way to go right now. It's, the, it's what's really happening. And, right. um, you know, I think you're going to see a little more, uh, quite a few more defections, you know, from asphalt to dirt. And I was an asphalt guy my whole you know, career. I'd go watch a dirt race now and then. You know, when I was younger, but I, I really was an asphalt person. And you know, now, man, the dirt is just so exciting. I don't know if I could go back. You know. Yeah, we got two more dirt guys. We're going to talk to tonight. We're going to talk to uh, Patrick Williams and uh, Kevin uh, Durden. They're in the green room waiting on us. But uh, uh, they put on a, a heck of a show up at Ocala in the hobby stocks, no less, this past week. Kevin Durden's a wheel now. I remember racing against Kevin Durden. Uh, back in the day, even in the uh, limited late models, and he he was a wheel then. If it's the same Kevin Durden, that's the same one. Same one, man. He races anything, anytime, anywhere. Yeah, he's a on any surface. He used to run that uh, the USA uh, late model series. You know, back it seemed like in the nineties. Uh, uh, you know, early nineties, I believe, late eighties, early nineties. But well, guys, okay, man, to get on to these guys. But I tell you, for you fans out there that are listening. Uh, you know, this weekend should be the biggest race so far. And you asked me about a car count. I pretty much, it's going, it's, it'll probably be 50 or more. I'll be honest with bottom you. Line, oh, when it, awesome. Bottom line, when the, when the green flag drops for the, uh, for, the, for the feature, it'll be 24 cars or more. You got it. You got it. Absolutely. Oh, well, have a good right. race in Ken. And I'm sorry, I can't be there. But I will be at the next one that is. Uh, Take the last to train home. to Clarksville. Talk to you later, man. <laughs> All right, take care, guys. Take the last train to Toxville, and I'll meet you at the station. Oh, I'm excited. You guys are not going to let me live this down. Oh. Well, it sounds like Ken Kenny is ready for another big night of dirt racing with all the asphalt defectors now <laughs> racing with him. 
Now, wasn't it funny Saturday night? What was it in the Pro Four uh, race at Charlotte? We kept there was that one car that we kept joking around that looks like he was a uh, driving on a yeah. dirt track the way he kept sliding around. Yeah, he was driving around the track with no brakes, wide open on the gas, and that would be your son. Was it your son, Randy Kyle? Okay, one more time. Randy Kyle is not my son. I'm not old enough to have a 26 year old child. I guess looks were deceiving the other I night at the racetrack. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, um, what happened in the truck race? Tell me that. I had to go. Junior was ready to go. What happened in the truck race? In the truck race, um, mm. well, um, mm. it, it seemed that poor Kurt Mays kept uh, being uh, spun out at turn one by uh, Ray Scott. And finally, uh, his truck got hurt and had to be towed off. So that that was a shame. Who won the race? Okay, well, this is what's really bad since Randy wasn't in the race. And once Kurt got taken out, I honestly started not to pay that much attention. Those were the real race in USA. Thunder, truck thunder trucks races. you're talking yeah. about. That, that yes. she couldn't want. Yes, that, but, okay. <laughs> Guys, I hate to do this to you, but uh, we actually have a real race car driver on on the line with us here. Oh, a real race car driver. Go slash it, this, Randy Kyle. Is, no, go go lady. ahead, go ahead, Rob. Who is this? Let's do let's do this introduction. You you can do Which this. Which one problem. is it, Mister Mr. Durden? Oh, is this uh, Kevin Durden? Uh, what's up, man? It's Bonehead. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, uh, now Kevin Durden. Uh, Ken Kenny was just talking <laughs> to us, and he reminded us about you guys racing together a long ago. Yeah, we've been doing it for a while. Yeah, he's raced kind of all kinds of cars, Kevin. Now, why don't you tell the folks uh, where you got your start in racing to, as to where you're at today? Well, I started uh, actually about 26 years ago out at Bronson Speedway here in Bronson, Florida. Uh, my dad owned it. Um, pretty much that's where I got started at in the street stock division. Uh, moved up since then, run modifieds, late models, you know, all over the state and stuff. Running a few dirt cars here and there. Yeah, so I hear that you've uh, were in the dirt car and won in the dirt race there. And uh, telling Jack, I don't think he's a stranger to dirt. What kind of dirt racing did you do in your, your earlier years? Uh, I I've run quite a bit of the hobby stock stuff. I did run the the late model stuff for three or four years back when Bronson was closed and changing hands and stuff. And then pretty much went back to asphalt pretty much after that what have you been running mostly these days um well we had a last year we run a modified for larry martin on the asphalt um we got rid of it over the winter i'm running a late model every now and then for bobby braswell on the, some of the sunbelt races and stuff but other than that just playing with them dirt cars yeah now a lot of guys are playing with them dirt cars aren't they well seems like these days that's only the only ones that pay any money um you know asphalt racing for what it costs it just doesn't pay any money anymore it's really not feasible to run it so do you think you're going to uh be like the other ones that end up just racing dirt and probably not even racing asphalt anymore no, i wouldn't say that i mean i like doing both of them uh you know as long as we can afford to keep the late model going every now and then we'll run it but you know, it's like I said. It's you know, feasible, money-wise, it's more feasible to run a dirt car. Well, I'm uh, glad to hear that you're still racing out there and that uh, you're having a good time. Uh, you got kids? Yeah, I've got one. He's four years old. What's he going to be racing soon? 
Oh, I'm sure it won't be too long before we probably get him in a go-kart or something. Yeah, I can say you can uh, get him in the go-karts like at, what, five? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it won't be long. He's re- he's ready. He's, he's just got to wait a few more months. <laughs> I bet he can't stand it. I got one that's five months old. I can imagine he's going to be wanting to drive something at well, two. Well, your son, Rob, just lo- you can tell he loves being at the racetrack when yeah. he's there with us. He jumps around. And, you know, I think kids do like it. That's where... Uh, that's where it all starts. I'm sure Kevin will tell you. He was a kid one day at the racetrack, his daddy's racetrack, and uh, said, I'm going to drive a race car one day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, it helped keep me out of trouble, I guess. <laughs> cost a lot of money, but it probably could have cost more if I'd done something else. How many car races did you win at Bronson Speedway in your life? Man, I'd, I'd hate to even say that's probably... I probably won two fifty, three hundred, something like that. Yeah, wow. I imagine I. I know anytime I used to bring my late model and run out there, you'd be out there racing something. Now, did I, now did you race against Kevin? I, Kevin was probably running modifieds or running uh, sportsmans at that time. I don't know. He probably did race something in the super late models yeah. there and Florida Pro Series. He was a racer that would race pretty much anything. Did you race in the Florida Pro Series at all back when I raced? Yeah, I think I run a few of them races back then, yeah. Yeah, Lake City now, that's a place you'd like to race too. You know, uh, most of them boys that were from around the Bronson area, they'd go up to Lake City and they'd run good there, and it's amazing it's two different racetracks mm-hmm. completely, but that would give them a good practice field to pretty much go anywhere. I mean, if you could run good at Bronson, Ocala, and Lake City, what do you think, Kevin? You could probably go anywhere, couldn't you? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you're about right. Bronson, Ocala, yeah, you know, that's pretty much a driver's racetrack there. So if you can get around them two, you can just about go anywhere. Now that Ocala's dirt, and uh, Mike Bresnahan, our buddy there, he's uh, he doesn't seem to have any problem making the transition, which I didn't think that he would. Uh, what do you think uh, the... the the, uh, the future is going to be for Ocala there in the dirt. I know everything's big and crazy right now, but you know how things come and go. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, honestly, I believe I believe they'll do good. Um, you know, the fans like it. you got a lot of drivers that are trying it to start with. You'll have some that will fall off, you know, say they don't like it, but you'll have more come in. I, I think car-wise you'll have more cars on dirt than you will asphalt, and the more cars brings more fans. I think you're right, and I, I think simply for the, the cost factor to run dirt is going to bring more guys, you know, bring to the dirt track to want to race. That's uh, probably so. I mean, the other night we had 24 cars in our in our race, you know, and, and we was racing three wide, four wide. You don't get that on asphalt anymore. Pretty much asphalt, you know, it's they get single file. They're pretty much unless you get somebody that's extremely fast. I tell you, and the fans love it. The fans love it, you know, when they're going three and four wide and it just makes it so exciting and and you know i think the fans um really really like the excitement of the dirt track i mean yes uh the asphalt tracks are having you know uh good fan turnouts getting better but uh i don't know the fans just seem to get into it when i'm around the dirt track they're much more excited and uh just they don't mind they want to get dirty too right along with the drivers yeah i believe so but, I mean, you should look at the car counts early in the year. You know, Ocala had 27 late models other than that. Mm-hmm. The first Sunbelt race in Orlando got rained out, and I think they only had 17 or 18 cars. Well, there's no doubt that the, the asphalt um, higher, you know, 
cars, the late models, limiteds, modifieds, they're all feeling the pinch of the economy and the cost that it costs to actually put the cars out. And the racetracks are feeling the pinch, too, because they don't have the money to pay any more than what they're paying. It's uh, it's sad we're pretty much running for the same money we were running for back in, uh, you know, <coughs> 10 years ago. Uh, and it seems like the dirt racers, on the other hand, are running for a lot more money than uh, they were 10 years ago, or we would have been doing the, that kind of racing, I think, a long time ago. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right there. But, you know, and, and I'm not, and you say the tracks can't pay anymore. But they're not going to get any more cars if they don't pay any more. You know, the dirt guys are, are stepping up to the plate, saying, "Okay, here's what we're going to give you." And you know, and Ocala runs on Friday night, so they got a little thing there where nobody else runs Friday night, so that's helping them right now too. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no doubt, and uh, he needed it. You know, I mean, he he, he was uh, really down in the dumps, and uh, when he finally made the decision that he was going to put dirt on that track, it changed his life um, and changed uh, things in that county. And uh, I think uh, it's going to be good for years to come there at Ocala. And uh, who knows, there may be some other tracks that may turn themselves into dirt, you know, in the future. Don Narone's turning his into dirt. Yeah, I don't know about all that. In the center. Yeah. <laughs> He's putting a go-kart track in it. <laughs> uh, that's how they tried to portray it the other day. I really, that made me read it when he said that. That'd be the funniest thing if Don Rowe turned that track into dirt. That was that was a gem from Jane Smith. She she threw that title on there, and I got to tell you, Don really liked that. Yeah, he loved saying. the fact that Jane got creative and put that title on there to make everybody read it. And yeah. it's all about his putting a go kart track in the center, dirt to go kart track in the center up there. Which is going to be great because uh, kids like Durden's kid there. He's going to need somewhere to race. That's right. <laughs> Closer to the house. Yeah. So, uh, are you still uh, living in Bronson? Uh, no, actually, I live closer to Gainesville now. Yeah? Yeah. All right, Kevin. Well, uh, congratulations uh, on what your, your ventures that you're doing, and uh, um, hope to see you again. If I ever see you at the track, of course, I'll come up and say hello and uh, see how you're doing, and uh, good luck this year. All right, I appreciate it. I appreciate y'all having me on the show. Bye, Kevin. All right, thank you. Okay, there you have it. Kevin Durden, uh, racer of many... Many cars, many racetracks, and uh, another one of those guys from from up there in Bronson, you know, like Patrick Williams and those guys, they all, the Bresnahan, they're all friends and buddies and all kind of close in age. I think Durden's older than all of them, though. We couldn't get a hold of Patrick, and as a matter of fact, Kevin was trying to get a hold of him, too, couldn't get in touch with him. And I, we uh, talked to Don uh, Nerone a few minutes ago, and we, we rescheduled Don for tomorrow night's uh, Real Racing USA live show because there's no way we're going to take uh, and shortchange Don on time because as you know he always has something to say. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's no doubt. No, uh, like him or not, uh, tomorrow night real racing USA Don, live. Don Narone is always a uh, good interview. He's going to be on tomorrow night on your on. The, yep, seven to nine. So if you if you have anything negative to say about Don Narone, call him and tell him he always well wants people to 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 voice these things because you know people voice things all the time in his direction and then when we get him on here we've got him here and uh they clam up yeah we try they to clam voice, up man. we try to voice as much as we can to him and i'm i know after interview him, i had people come up to me and say well you should have asked him this you should ask him that. i'm like dude dude we opened up the lines we opened up the uh the uh ims there you know uh Send the message in. Uh, you want to ask Don something? Put a message in the bottle, man. Listen, and I sat there and told him I didn't like his rules about the ABC bodies and, and everything. That now we're talking about. motors. You know, they got the results in from the uh, Jack Landis uh, 
uh, motors he bought, and they uh, had that old deal. Uh, yeah, they got the results in from the dinos. And you uh, talk about that tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Well, but we're really going to talk to him about his racetrack and what uh, he's doing up there. But I'm sure we're not going to be able to avoid that topic. Yeah, and uh, it's just one of them things that's going to be out there. Hey, if, if to have to have exciting things happen, you have to have wars, right? In two weeks, <laughs> in two weeks on Real Racing USA, uh, we're going to have the uh, writer of that book right there. This Ed, Ed Garado uh, recently uh, wrote a book about his father, Ed Otto, who most people don't realize, actually um, started NASCAR along with Bill France. As a matter of fact, they own, both owned 40%, and Edgar is uh, 78 years old these days, and he's Still drives. He goes out and he runs a late model at uh, Sebring on a regular basis. Does and, he still own any part of NASCAR? No. And uh, but that whole story, he was there with his dad during the whole deal and the whole time. And uh, there's a whole history that has nothing to do with the history that, as you hear it from NASCAR sure. about the formation of NASCAR in those early days. There's a whole history. Um, does it talk about the unionizing that they Oh, absolutely. The union, uh, the attempts at unionizing uh, the drivers, all of it. it uh, the, that, there's a lot. That book is awesome. And NASCAR actually exonated a lot of great drivers. What is the, it's the NASCAR's, NASCAR's silent, par- silent partner. NASCAR's silent partner. And uh, Edgar uh, wrote a book, and it was published this year by Coastal 181. Throughout the year, um, we're going to have um, feature many of the writers and the people about whom the books are about. Um, on our show, but uh, this is going to be... I talked to Edgar the other day for about 20 minutes on the telephone. It was absolutely fascinating, some of the stuff. Um, uh, was that, his father's name Ed? Yes, his name was Ed Otto. And, uh, he, uh, the cigar-smoking uh, guy that would always say, Hello, abs- sucker! This guy, just to give you an example, this guy put on races in Yankee Stadium. Nobody had ever done that. He put on races in Soldier Field in Chicago. Well, he essentially the- created what is now what was the Orange Bowl, which has now gone away, of course, in Florida. Mm-hmm. Oh, people abs- wonder how Richard absolutely Petty, amazing how Richard Petty won all those races that he won. And uh, I'm not taking anything away from the King because the King won all those races, but some of those races were on football fields. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Fairgrounds and football fields and all of that. Interesting. I mean, so it's a different that. story today. You know, to, for somebody to reach 200 wins today is going to be, uh, you know, Jeff Gordon could very well do it, you know, um, even though he's gay. No, I'm just kidding. By the way. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> I, when we were talking about the various shows, which we'll mention again, we have, of course, Inside Florida Racing on Monday night, Real Racing USA on Tuesday night. We have Straight Line with Stevie and the ASA Fast Lane, which is about getting ready to have a new name. Wednesday night. That's Wednesday night. Thursday night, the you know, the uh, dirt uh, Southeast dirt, dirt deal. Scott McAllister, the, the what, what's his deal? He's the drunken the drunken announcer. The drunken announcer. Scott McAllister. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is I don't Scott know if he likes that, that or not. Nice guy. <laughs> he puts up with the it's teasing. all a joke, and he understands it. And uh, I think Scott does so, a great job announcing. Friday and, night. Friday night. Even though he sounds like he's drunk, I'm sorry. Yeah, Friday night is full throttle Friday from uh, Charlotte Scott County. Scott Lombard. Live from the track, Scott's doing So we got Scott five Lombard. nights. I'm not even done. Oh, wow. Sunday. Don't tell me Sun- Green got his stuff together. Sunday, okay. Sunday in two weeks, we're premiering 
a new NASCAR call-in show, and we have five call-in lines set up, and it's a nationwide fan call-in show. It's being uh, the hosts are going to be Terry Scampton, well-known owner of Lug Nuts, used to own Lug Nuts out at uh, down in Pinellas Park next to Sunshine Speedway, mm-hmm. and and Phil Shriver, who is now the announcer at DeSoto Speedway, and those two are doing the show. Uh, that's weird. The only night we don't have a show is. Saturday night. No, wait a minute. We do have a show, and we've had him on here before telling us that he's going to do a show. Bill Green, come yeah. on down. Yeah, what's up, Mr. Green Jeans? Yeah, so anyway, there's you a lot going on. you got to step up to the plate if you're going to forget it. Cece. Yeah. Now, yes. next Monday night, mm-hmm. we are going to have a decision made. For the March Driver of the Month. The March Driver of the Month. We're also going to have another the Pandora Jewelers. Driver of the Month, Pandora Jewelers over in Deerfield Beach. What announcement are we making? And we are making a huge announcement on top of who has the driver. We're going to announce what the winner of the driver, the Pandora Jewelers Driver of the Year. The major award. Is going Mm -hmm. to get. It's just nothing. It's a minor. Is it a leg lamp? Maybe a leg lamp? I'm going to keep it with me until then. How's that? I don't think so. Well, that leg lamp does look a little better than your leg. Yes, it does. Could you imagine if we gave a leg lamp? You're weird. Hey, Rob. Something that Rob, silly. Rob. We're blowing we're gonna it, send up, your blowing it up, and we're going to send you a major award, and it's a leg lamp. Tell us about Pirate Radio. It's time to go, man. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't forget, we want to hear from you drivers. We want you to be on the show. Get a hold of us. Talk to us at a track. Call us. Email us. If you want a sticker, Real Racing USA, you got to get the sticker. You got to have it on your car if you want to win, and... Uh, we want to put you on the radio. And uh, coming up next, uh, Homestar, what do you got for us? And that's the end of our show. Homestar? Hey, next Monday I'll tell you all about Davy Jones. I know you guys are going to be dying to find out. Who's he? Oh, hush. Hey, we're the monkeys. I can't believe, that you're, I can't, I can't believe that you're giving up a chance that you're going to go. Are you going to scream and everything and go crazy? No. Oh, I bet you I are. don't get that way over famous people. I, I work with them too often. And I she's not taking her son with her. No, she, I'm you, not You got all flustered when you met me. Carrie Underwood. I never met Carrie Underwood. I know there's 40 things that we're forgetting, but uh, what the hell. Uh, yeah. Um, hey, what are we forgetting? We're not forgetting. Folks, make sure you listen next week. Same time next week. It's going to be a big announcement. Big announcement. Don't miss out. Have a great week, everybody. Hey, we got to go. We'll talk to you later. I'm going to jump until I fall. Bar hopping and high topping. Hey, Lord, can't you hear me call?
Just be doing the 